Become a patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you.
with it. Yes, get on with it. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's time for Entertainment Landfill. And it's Christmas time, so Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays and all that jazz. We're here for Entertainment Landfill. Okay. <clears throat> Let me die it down. You know, take it down. Uh, I am the Jstrom, your host. Welcome to the show. And I am not here by myself. I also have Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. Hey, what's happening? Hello, Stephen. Hello. We also have here Mulberry Bill, the Mulberry Historian. Hello, hello. Hello, Bill. Hey, guys, this is great, isn't it? We're back. And we're ready to do a live show and talk about, oh my God, we're going to talk about Star Wars. I mean, for Christ's sakes. It's pretty crazy, right? Crazy. Yes. <laughs> Bill, how's that brand new headset doing for you? Uh, it's a little tight on my head, honestly. but You, uh, you sound great. Yeah, I, I, they, I, they didn't have any of the uh, Sennheiser, which I normally buy, so I bought a Razer Kraken Pro. Nice. The Kraken. The Kraken. You know, if it has the word Kraken in it, it's good. Well, I unleashed it, so we're going to give it a Release shot. the Kraken. Oh, that was a toilet. Goddamn, dude. <laughs> Hopefully there's not a toilet flush with that. Uh, but, guys, uh, Christmas is like the, days The money away. that went on to my Best Buy card is the toilet flush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the money down the drain. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, guys, can you believe I, you know, I know it's a cliche to say it every year, but seriously, what the hell happened? It, like, it's already the Christmas time. It's crazy, man. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's funny is I listened just yesterday during the day. We'll get, we'll get to Star Wars Awakens later on. We're going to keep teasing it, Bill, until we finally talk about it. You know, uh, keep, yeah. keep the listeners involved and hopefully get the yawns out of the way, Bill. Sorry. You, you tired there, buddy? Yeah. A little. Just a little bit tired. <laughs> little bit and it's tired. funny. Today was the first day I got to actually sleep in. I slept in till 9 a.m. Nice. So, yeah. Nine. So, Nine. Um, so uh, I was like, hey, I, I can't read the internet. I don't want to be spoiled on anything. It'll make me so mad. I just can't do it. So I had to go dark, you know, as they say. Did so, you really go dark? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I would check into Facebook, but literally like this. If I saw the word Star Wars for so way, <laughs> I would I would just go screw it, you know, close it, close it. I hid so much shit on Facebook. It's not even funny. Someone would go, well, I saw Star, and I go, hide. You know, I just do everything. You know, I don't want to see it. Any kind of picture of Star Wars, nothing. Screw it. Somebody's going to let something slip, and it's going to make me so mad. And um, I was like, I'm going to listen to our sale of Star Wars Part 2. That was where Bill and I talked about the sale of Star Wars. It was right after J.J. Abrams was announced as the director, and we were speculating things. And it was hilarious hearing the speculation, of course, because speculation is speculation. We don't really uh, know shit, right? Nothing at all. But the funniest thing is I I don't know if that was a year from now or a year and a half or two years. I got to look. But I go, Bill, the movie comes out on December 18th, 
2015. That's like forever from now. It's it's never going to get here. And I look down, I go, dude, it's December 18th, 2015 today. Holy shit. I was like getting so excited. And it my excitement, I kept trying to stay calm, stay calm. And what really helped keep the Star Wars mania down yeah. was the fact that there was the Mystery Science Theater Kickstarter, which I became obsessed with, checking the totals every day, uh, waiting for updates, getting really excited about that. And it kind of like, I knew Star Wars was next week, but it was keeping my enthusiasm. Attention. Yeah, my attention. Yeah, it was a wonderful diversion for 30 days. It was, because as soon as it ended, I was like, Holy shit, Star Wars comes out next week. <laughs> you know, it just like immediately uh, just shifts over. But that um, Mystery Science Theater Kickstarter was awesome to see. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I was blown away by how well they did. Yeah, and they it was textbook the way they ran that thing where just when it would start to die down and you would see the totals wouldn't go up it was much. Like two weeks ago when it was dead and it kind of stalled yeah. in like two mil. And then all of a sudden, you know, Joel's like, hey, we're going to have Patton Oswald on the show. And all of a sudden, starts, <laughs> and then it dies down again. And we're also, you know, he would just like throw in little things that would keep, you know, everybody excited. It was really cool, I thought. And, you know, then there was that disastrous uh, telethon, <laughs> which I watched the whole thing, but there was nothing but uh, technical I, problems. Did I kept you know trying that, Bill? different feeds, I guess, and I, it would lock up or yeah, you could. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, uh, problems with it because I was actually baking cookies and trying to watch it and uh it uh, it kept breaking up. It kept I kept getting that screen where it just said there was supposed to be video there, and yeah, it was it was on and off. But they they got it ironed out. I and like you did, you started watching Felicia Day's uh, Facebook Live yeah thing, and I started to do the same thing. It was shockingly good quality. It's just a phone filming everything live. And it was better quality than what they had there in the store of the live <laughs> broadcast. And Joel was like, wow, you got the whole studio right here. You know, we should have just done this. Like, they could have done it on that one Twitter thing. What's it called? Periscope. Oh, Periscope. Yeah, you know, Periscope. You guys know what drives me nuts about Periscope, right? What? The hearts? It's, it's all vertical video. No, they changed it. You oh, they can now did? do horizontal also. Oh, okay. Because that's, I mean, you got to do yeah. widescreen, but that vertical video shit drives me crazy. Yeah, for the first for the first couple versions of it, it was just vertical. Whenever there's any news story about like men attacked by lion, mountain lion in city streets, it's always like you know vertical video or hey watches this car lost control and crashed is making an incredible explosion vertical video doesn't yeah i always love whenever they uh fit the vertical video into the wide frame and they like kind of fade it out a little bit (laughs) yeah they make it blurry yeah but why can't anyone get it in their head to turn it freaking sideways I don't think people are are used to uh, they don't you know what they don't think like it's a video file or a Photographer. To, I, I want uh, phone makers or their camera, whoever does a camera, to do widescreen while holding it vertical. You know, just shoot it that way or something. You know, I don't know. But anyway, or I'm not, lock it out so that the person can't record video unless the phone is horizontal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like will not work. <laughs> 
third. It'd be fantastic. Have you ever seen where somebody starts out vertical and then they turn it sideways yeah. and it stays sideways? It's like it's not how it works. You already. I have a it. friend who does video updates and he holds the phone uh, vertical but at an angle, so it's like this perpetual Dutch angle. <laughs> it's like uh, old Batman episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's so irritating. It's like, it sideways. But yeah, uh, so anyway, that was exciting. But um, Bill, um, I started getting kind of um, what would you call it? Not just nostalgic, but uh, reminiscing about like you know the way you and I met was through our love of Star Wars, playing Star Wars Galaxies for Christ's sakes. And Star Wars is like uh, when it yep. started getting closer, I started getting uh, emotional about it. You know. Oh, sure. I would find myself getting emotional about it. Uh, and even just watching the trailers, uh, uh, up to the point, even the moment Lucasfilm appeared on the screen and the lights went down, I started tearing up. And like, I, I, just, did, I did not think I was going to do anything, but all of a sudden I go, Woo! <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, where did that come from? I'm really excited. <laughs> My woo was a delayed reaction until we got to the base and you see, I think it was Admiral Akbar, <laughs> and, and I went, yeah, Steven and Natalie and I, like, hit me like, what is wrong with you? Stephen <laughs> and I joke that he looks great. <laughs> he looks really good. I, he's really taking care of himself. He has. Yes. He must have yeah. taken a lot of salt baths. <laughs> The, what I think you? we made similar jokes. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so, okay, anyway, we're going to get to The Force Awakens eventually, okay, Bill? But I'm just leading up to the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just had to relate my uh, my unleashed. You moment. saw the film on Thursday night. Yeah. Which I had to put it out of my mind. I was like, okay, Jason, you're not going to be able to see it on Thursday. Just get over it. It's a school night. Uh, yeah. you know, if I, I go to sleep at 1130 every night, if I went to the 11 o'clock showing, dude, I can tell it's not the ideal way to see a movie you really want to see really sleepy and tired. You know, right. I didn't, yeah, well, Natalie has off Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so we took the chance on Thursday and she hadn't even completed her homework for Friday. So I think we got out of there at like 11.30 or no, what was it? Uh, yeah, it had to be around 11.30 because the movie is like two and a half hours long. Right. Uh, but uh, and she was she was screwed. Like she knew that there was no way she was getting her homework done. <laughs> yeah. Because she has to get up at 6 a.m. the next morning to leave. Homework. Screw the homework. But here's something that's weird. I don't know how uh, – Stephen, I know you had a nightmare because – Okay, basically I said, okay, Steven, get your ticket for 7 o'clock Friday. And right. you were like, no big deal. I'll get an early flight. Now tell Bill what happened. So I get – I'm on the plane. I, I Actually, my flight was scheduled for like 11 o'clock. I get in here at 3 o'clock, 3.30. Yeah, no big deal. Plenty no big deal. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to change my flight. I'm going to catch the 6.30 in the morning flight. Change my flight. Smart move. It's like get in at 10 o'clock in the morning. I can take a nap. And then me and Jason come camp out. Five o'clock. Be all refreshed, First ready camp. for it. So we're on. We load on the plane. We're barreling down the runway, and all of a sudden they put on the reverse thrusters. <clears throat> um, we're going back to the gate because something feels funny. 
Oh, oh, oh okay. Cool. Oh, my God. So we go back, and they're like, okay. You were like, I don't care what feels funny. <laughs> Take <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if we're in danger. We got to get home. So luckily, I sit near the front. and uh, like First class. Uh, well, this is Southwest, so. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, okay, get uh, get off the plane. I'm like, okay, we got to reschedule everybody's flight. All right, cool, cool. Man, I get up there. I'm the second person in line. Reschedule it. Um, and I get back onto my original flight I was supposed to have. <laughs> and then they, they announced, well, they're flying another jet up here, uh, the, you know, flight number 1988, blah, blah. Um, so if you're just going direct there, we're just going to rebook you on that one. <laughs> what time is that getting? You know, it's like, um, it'll be in at 1230. Shit. You know, I'm like calculating in my head. I'm like, all right, what time does that land? Um, 3.30-ish. Like, 3.30-ish okay. movies. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, I'm back on my original schedule. All right, fine. And obviously, we're a little later leaving. And, you know, I land. When did I text you? We landed at almost 4 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And I was already at the theater by then. Oh, you were on your way. You were getting ready oh, to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said, I'm getting there at 5. At first, I said, I'm going to get there at 5.30. And then I was like, no way. I'm in there at five. No, what am I talking about? This is a Star Wars movie. It's not like we're going to see uh, Ant-Man or something. <laughs> we're going to see a Star Wars movie. I didn't even get there earlier. And I, you know, I honestly, I told you, it doesn't even matter at this point. Steven, you could show up like at 6.50 because I've got a seat saved for you. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, I landed, you know, essentially four o'clock. Half an hour to get your bag. I have to drive home and change <laughs> and then drive down here. And yeah, I, that's what I, I wondered if you were going home first or landing I had on the to, plane and coming yeah. right to the theater just because you have so much shit in Yeah, your car. I just wasn't going to leave it in there. Yeah. And, uh, so, hey, great movie. Yeah. My car. You know, or something. It's like, um, yeah, I'll be there. I'm on my way, Jason. I'm leaving my house now. And it was what, 530 when I left my yeah, house. Bill, when we were finally in the theater, I kept looking at my watch going, um, he's really is he uh, gonna make it? close. I mean, there. I pulled in at six thirty into the parking lot. Wow! I'm like I couldn't have cut it any closer. And I was like, going, I'm not gonna miss this. I can't miss this. What's funny is we got there about uh, four fifty, and uh, I was like, you know, this is the funny thing is originally I was gonna take my dad to see it, and then he got a ride. From uh, my brother I thought Nicholas. you were going to say, then he got arrested. <laughs> then he got arrested. So I was like, Emma, you need to wait here in the lobby by yourself uh, for, for my grandpa. For grandpa, grandpa Terry to show up and give him his ticket. I'm going to be in line. I got to get in line now. She was like, I know. I'm cool. I'm fine. And she has her phone and everything's fine. And I gave her money, too. I was like... This money is just for you to spend while we're in line. You can play video games or whatever. She was like, all right, you know. So she was just going to hang out in the lobby. So I went and, you know, I said, I know I'm early, but can I get in line? She goes, no, you're not early at all. There's people already in line. You better get back there. (laughs) You know that old lady? Yeah, the lady always. always, Yeah. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay. And so I go back there, and there's at least 10 people in line already. I'm like, you damn people. (laughs) Yeah. But I got to remember through previous experiences, whenever I'm not the first in line, nine times out of 10, those people – 
They walk in. They're first in line. They get in the theater. They sit on the front row or something. Or the and middle. It, and you're like, or the middle, why yeah. did you even bother waiting in line so early if you're going to sit in the shittiest seat in the theater? Um, so, uh, but while I was in line, Bill, I started just like getting antsy, like... You know, like, I don't know if the anxiety building or what. My dad got there after I did, but the lady told him to get in line C. And so he was back there, but he kept walking over to me, talking, and then walking back in line. And I finally was like, can you stop walking over here? I mean, oh, my God. I just need to just, you know, I need to relax. I need some and time to myself, Dad. Yeah, give me out, dude. The people <laughs> around me, everyone's excited, which is fine. I'm excited, too. But the, their conversations, I felt like Pee Wee when he was in the the Alamo and, every, you know, the lady's talking about Adobe and the corn and he just keeps rolling his eyes at everybody, asking the dumb questions. There was this, this is a real conversation where this guy goes, hey, man, you know that Kilo Ren? I bet you a million dollars Kilo Ren is Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. No, no, no. A million dollars. When we were watching the movie, you, you just look at me, man. You're going to thank me. Kilo Ren is Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, God, that idiot shut up. Why does he know it's Kylo Ren? <laughs> I mean, where does he get Kilo? CeeLo. Bill, you said CeeLo Ren. Because <laughs> he's used to buying Kilos. Uh, and then the people behind me, uh, they're like, you know, um, Phantom Menace, you know, what I really liked about it, what, and I was like, God, they, this is a conversation from 1999, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, When we were sitting in our seats, these hillbillies behind us kept talking about uh, – that that Han Solo, he's a uh, he's a he's a scoundrel. He's, <laughs> he's a scoundrel. <laughs> he he, he uh, he's he's not a good guy. But George Lucas wanted to make him a good guy, so they made uh, Guido shoot first. <laughs> Guido. <laughs> I was just losing my shit, and then there was another guy who thought he was uh, freaking Phil Spector talking about his. Uh, his music producing, and it was just painful. Oh Jesus! It, yeah, they're talking about their their. Yeah, I got these all. I got these monitors. No they're the best monitors, but you know they're Yamahas, so they're not great, but they sound they sound good enough. <laughs> and I just like I I was going nuts. Like I just and even Natalie looked at me like you're such a Virgo. Why are you you're such? Why are you? Why, well, you're always judging everyone around you. The like, only yeah, thing that helped because me, Bill... They can't have an intelligent conversation. Don't have one. Yeah, the only thing that helped me was telling you about all the people that were annoying me. Um, yeah. And I was just like... I was literally doing the... Breathe in. Breathe out. Because, okay, I was there in line. Heather wasn't there yet. Steven wasn't there yet. And I was just like... I kept saying this in my head over and over again. Top row center. Top row center. That's all that matters. Top row center. Were you like going, is Steven going to make it at all? <laughs> yeah, I, was, gonna... I was like, I am it Steven. <laughs> as long as I do not want to see this movie to the left or to the right of, of where I want to sit. I want to sit right in the spot I want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see this movie top row center. <laughs> and I was like kind of losing it a little. I think it was going to say, here's the funniest thing though, Bill. He had his mantra going there. Here's what happens as you wait in line. All of a sudden, oh, the 10 people in front of me, they're holding the line for 
three people in their family, four mm-hmm. people in their family, five people. All of a sudden, there's this huge crowd in front of us. And Heather finally got there, and she's like, I thought you said there was only 10 people in front of us. I go, well, they kind of accumulated. And there was like, I'm going to say there's more like 25 people in front of us. And I was kind of like, top row center, <laughs> top row center. <laughs> so Heather was like, you take the left, I'll take the right. So they start letting us in. And here's the worst thing I hate. Everyone's sitting on the floor in front of you, and they're like, all right, everyone can go in. And everyone's like, oh, let me just stand up. To... And everyone's like, that's whenever on, you on. walk over them. Yeah, you just just stampede over them. <laughs> and there was this one older lady. She had her own chair. It's like, get away, you old bag. You know, she, ha- she had her own chair? Yeah, she had it. Or they got a chair for her. I don't know. Like, she brought, because she knew she'd be in line. <laughs> yeah. See, they don't do that here. They just let people in. The moment we got there, it was half full. Well, I was wow. like, well, shit, I'm not sitting center like where, what I like. I like the center mass. Shut you up, y'all. So uh, we ended up sitting, like, first row from the, you know, like, the front where it has the, the bars or the, the railing. So we ended up getting there just, I think, just, like, to the left of center. Mm-hmm. It, it was still pretty good seats, but I was shocked that you, we got... We were there two hours early, and you had, like, entire families. You had kids watching, like, Lego Star Wars on their phones. You had... Yeah. I, it was it was insane. I, I had... I, I sort of I sort of expected it, but I didn't think that many people would be there. I literally... I sit right below the projector is where I sit in... This is so funny. We raced up there, and I'm I'm running up one side, and Heather and Emma are running up the other, and we're like keeping. So we get to the center right at the same time. And I'm like, we did it! And then Emma sits down in the seat I usually sit in, and I was like, oh, um, Emma, can I sit there? She's like, well, no, I got here first. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, come on, you don't care where you sit, do you? She's like, no, I got this seat. I was like, seriously? <laughs> wow. And uh, she was like, I'll let you have it. She's like totally teasing me. It was hilarious. And so she sat next to me. And so my dad, Nicholas were there, uh, Emma, Heather, and that one empty seat. Where's Steven? Where's Steven San Diego, right? Where is he? And I was like, breathe in. Breathe out. In through the nose. Um, had this whole plan, <laughs> take an early flight, get rest. You know what's funny? Is, uh, hang out with Jason before the movie. Yeah, we didn't really at I all, I had did it we? planned in my head. Uh, yeah, and it was kind of like... Shot the shit. My dad was, my <laughs> dad was talking to me the whole time, but I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you what we talked about because I was like, Star Wars is starting soon. Star Wars. It's burning. And I got it. I got to tell you, I don't like them showing Star Wars related commercials before the movie. I don't want to see anything to do with Star Wars. I want the dun, you know, Star Wars to be yeah. the first time I hear that music. But instead, you got the Target commercial. Right. Oh, my God. The uh, Toys R Us commercial. What else, Bill? Uh, first look. Do you have the first look? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did first so that's look. one long commercial. Target commercial. What else was and there? And they kept showing Star Wars stuff, even Star Wars Legos. And I was like, I know it's they want to make money and stuff, but I, I don't want to have to hear. I want the first time to be exposed to Star Wars this evening to be the movie, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no. They got to Hey guys, as soon as you're out, run to Toys R Us, start buying shit, you know? And they're the most asinine commercials. 
think there was even like a cell phone Star Wars commercial that we had that was just like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one was the uh, the father trying to get his daughter into it. Yeah, I kind of like that commercial, though. That's a good commercial. And, uh, uh, I, when he goes, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little emotional because I have Emma's uh, into Star Wars. She likes Star Wars. And I know it's because I exposed her to Star Wars at a young age. So she's into it. You know, and uh, her sitting next to me for her first ever theatrical Star Wars film. She, it's the first Star Wars movie she can You know, when they re-released The Phantom Menace in 3D, it's like, that's not going to be Emma's first Star Wars movie <laughs> in the theater. No. Uh, no, that shouldn't be anybody's first Star Wars film <laughs> in the I theater. Uh, yeah, in a theater, definitely. Or, or their first one, you know. I love that that was their that was their test run to see if they could uh, do the other two in 3D, and that didn't go over well. And then, uh, no, well, I always thought that that was Lucas's last move. They were all going to be released in 3D, but then he sold it to Disney, and they're like, "Nah, we don't need to do that." And I started thinking about like this is another every holiday season. I'm like, do I want the box set of Star Wars on Blu-ray? And I keep thinking about that last shot of Return of the Jedi with uh, Anakin as right. a, a blue glowy Force ghost. And I'm like, no, I don't want to sit through that. Right? Right. I don't want to hear the, the stormtroopers' voices all the be Jango Fett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I miss the Yub Nub song. Yeah, me too. I don't want. Do, you know, no, no new age Star Wars shit. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want that. So I can't buy it on Blu-ray, Bill, because I'd just no, be a bunch yet. of horse shit. We've already determined that the ra- uh, the uh, crate dragon sound that Obi Wan does is totally ruined. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, just the other night I was thinking about rewatching the original trilogy, and uh, I downloaded all those Harmy Despecialized editions. Oh yeah, yeah. To burn to burn on the Blu-ray discs, and uh, haven't gotten around to watching them yet. But that's about the only way. If I don't have my Laserdisc player hooked up, which that Uh would look like shit. Bill, a long time ago, you copied your Blu-rays for me. Of the trilogy. And I've watched them over and over again. And sure, they're not going to look great on a plasma, probably blown up. But on my computer monitor, they're going to look fine, right? I mean, pretty much. But I couldn't find them anywhere. Oh, I'll have to do it again. You know what? I'll I'll burn these new uh, Harmy Despecialized Editions for you. Oh, that would be awesome. Because I started thinking... You see a lot of people, they're like, Hey, I'm watching all six movies before The Force Awakens. And I'm like, all six? Mm-mm. What do you need to watch all just six four, for? Yeah. I mean, I mean three. The... Just watch the original trilogy. Yeah. What? What's the? What? What are the prequels going to do for you in this? <laughs> I don't, no, obviously, obviously, Rilo Ken never saw the prequels. <laughs> Who's Rilo Ken? Or <laughs> Kilo Ren? <laughs> Kilo. I'm sorry, CeeLo Ren. <laughs> CeeLo. What is that song? <laughs> F you. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Driving around town with 
the meanest thing you ever said once about him, but it, <laughs> but I know it cracked me up is you said he had T-Rex arms. And he I was does. Like, that is so mean, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's true. He's got the tiny arms. He's got he's got cowboys and aliens alien arms. <laughs> Except they don't come out of his chest. Oh, they... what about that Jungle Book trailer, huh? Oh, yeah. I got chills from that shit. Uh, they, okay, first of all, when you see that many trailers in a row for comic book movies, my dad goes, all these movies look alike. And I go, all the trailers look alike. Yeah, they that's the all point. the same. Brawn. Brawn. You know, they just do it over and over again. So it was nice to see the Jungle Book, which was cut totally different you know yeah and by the way what the hell is that alex proyas egyptian movie oh my god if i've that, that trailer it makes zero sense i don't understand what it, i'm looking at it <laughs> looks like uh, you know what i'm sure it'll be a fun movie uh, but it looks like it was made for 50 dollars. yeah i don't know. like i just i don't know what it is i don't understand I, it doesn't. It's gods of Egypt. There's apparently gods in Egypt. Is that, it like a comic book movie, but they're gods or something instead of superheroes? I think calling it a comic book movie is too kind. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's it's like it's like Ray Harryhausen dropped acid, right? <laughs> it's the yeah. J, it's the new Jason of the Argonauts. Oh, awesome. Oh, but uh, yeah, I don't. I think the only trailer that I saw was like, "Ooh, nice!" Was the Captain America, which I've already watched online anyway. Yeah, they but, showed uh, Captain America. They showed X Men, X Men Apocalypse, which I just I'm not feeling anything from it. What else? A Batman, Superman. Again, another trailer. I'm just not feeling anything from. The problem is, I've seen all the trailers on YouTube already. I just wanted Star Wars to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just. Like, I think the only trailer I hadn't seen already was the Jungle Book, and that was the only pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll see the Jungle Book, but it, it looked a very. It looked, it looked neat. Good. It looked yeah, it looked good. Well, it's like I told Natalie. John Favreau can do a good adventure film as long as it's not cowboys and aliens you know what's funny is i was thinking about star wars uh, also like uh what was it monday or tuesday when critics critics got to put the reviews out on wednesday so everyone's doing their uh, hey read my star wars force awakens review and i you know naturally we do like to read reviews at times but star wars you're not going to read the review no. Uh, first of all, it doesn't matter what they say because it's a Star Wars film. And you're going to go exactly. See it anyway. There's zero point to even release it. Right. And I always I love that it was like spoiler free Star Wars review. It's like, what are you going to say? It's good or it's bad? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not reading any of your effing review. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that. That was another reason I had to go, like, uh, dark, because I got sick of seeing the reviews, and uh, I don't want to, like, my dad goes, hey, I read this one review, and I go, no, 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 stop, stop, Shut stop, up. I don't Shut care, up. I don't care, <laughs> and he goes, no, but what they, no, stop, well, they just said it was, shut up, <laughs> I'm telling you, shut your effing mouth, I don't care what they said, if this greatest movie ever made, I don't. I would want to know why they said it's a greatest movie. You're gonna get in my head. Just yeah, let me see so. the movie. And I realized I kind of went a little insane this week, Stephen. So I tried not to bother you. I, I did one text. I said, <laughs> Are you excited for Friday? And I left it at that. And I said, 
Yes. yes. One word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I am. But you know what? The funniest thing when Star Wars was over, it was like, I can look at my phone again. <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. Comes the most, out of his cave. The most disappointing Bye. thing, I got to say, not about Star Wars or anything like that, is I was hoping we'd get a Rogue One trailer before the movie. That way it would be like, holy shit, another Star Wars movie's coming out. You know what I mean? Did they finish principal photography on that, or is that still going? I believe going? so. They're doing effects and stuff, I believe, now. I know there's enough. There might be enough for footage, but just the idea that we will... We don't, we're not going to have to wait two years for another Star Wars movie, yeah. are we? We're going to have to wait a year. Oh, my God. It's like the two idiots after the... I went the next morning at 8 a.m. when Natalie went to school... <laughs> And there were these two guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? After- cough like on purpose? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I'm sure it was a little bit on just, purpose. Just clearing my throat. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Was that cough on purpose?" <laughs> Rude. Rude. <laughs> um, so I go, and then after the movie, that these two guys go, "Man, they end it like that. They better have another movie." And the guys are, oh, I'm sure there will be in like 10 years. And I just wanted uh, to go, are you, are you serious? They were, they didn't know there would be another Star they Wars movie. They don't look no. at the internet. I uh, hope this makes enough money to make a sequel or something. Yeah. They, they should bring in enough money for one of them their sequels. I'm digging that Kilo Ren, man. And George Lucas just doesn't work fast, does he? Hey, man, where's my million bucks? What are you talking about? You bet me a million dollars late with Kilo Ren. Oh, shit, man. I don't have that kind of money. for those guys after the movie and been like, so, uh, pay up. Yeah, where's your shit? All right. uh, We have lots of voicemail and stuff, but I wanted to play this. I was very amused by this. It's, uh, It's a Siskel and Ebert defend Star Wars clip where they were on Nightline, and this really stuffy reviewer has just seen. The Empire Strikes Back. Oh. And he hated it. And this story was enough for him to get on Ted Koppel to defend himself. And it's hilarious. Let's check this out. Joining us now live from our New York studios is John Simon, film critic for the National Review and drama critic for New York Magazine. From our Chicago bureau, Gene Siskel, film critic for the Chicago Tribune and co-host of the syndicated television series At the Movies. And Roger Ebert, co-host of At the Movies and film critic for the Chicago Sun-Times. Mr. Simon, you described The Empire Strikes Back, the second in this trilogy, as malodorous awful. And I understand you're also well able to keep your enthusiasm in check for the third in the trilogy. Why so unkind? Well, I think... um the uh, raves for the early Star Wars have been so violent and so uh, extravagant that I feel one cannot afford to mince one's words if one dislikes these things. You certainly did not do that. Uh, but, But why do you feel they are so bad? I feel they're so bad because they're completely dehumanizing. I th- obviously, let's face it, they are for children or for childish adults. They're not for adult mentalities, uh, which unfortunately uh, <laughs> means that they're not for a lot of my fellow critics who also lack adult mentalities. But anyway... Where's this um, guy's grave? I'm going to throw tomatoes at And they're it. brutalizing children. They're <laughs> stultifying children. They're making children uh, dumber than they need to be. 
Uh, a great work for children, like Huck Finn, for example, tells a child something about reality, about people, about life. I think life, this guy's a member of Nambler. These films try to keep children stupid children forever. God, and that, I think, is wrong. Ebert, if you would like to remove the dagger from between your ribs and strike back, have at it. I totally disagree with Mr. Simon. I don't know uh, what he did as a child, but I spent a lot of my Saturday matinees watching science fiction movies and serials and having a great time of being stimulated and having my imagination stimulated and having uh, all sorts of visions take place in my mind that helped me to become an adult and to still say young at heart. And I would say not that I'm childlike, but that he is old at heart. Yeah, when I, uh, I think that Mr. Simon ought to do what I did over the weekend. I went to a regular movie theater in a shopping center in Michigan City, Indiana, and I sat amid all the kids. You, there was one tall head and a lot of small heads. Were they dumber than they needed to be? No, they weren't dumber, to quote that in interesting phrase. <laughs> uh, they uh, were ecstatic. They were enjoying it, and they were rooting. They were asking each other who's who. They were getting all involved. They were rooting for the right guys and booing the bad guys. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I feel badly, honestly, I feel mm -hmm. badly that this uh, other critic, John Simon, didn't have a good time at these pictures. That's too bad for him. All right, while it would probably <laughs> be more bad. fun to have you sling mud at one another, all three of you, let's talk, about the, let's talk about the movie nevertheless. Asshole. Is it a great film? I mean, it's, it's clearly great technology, and it does uh, wonderful things with special effects, but in terms of the normal standards by which we judge movies, is this a great film? John Simon, clearly you say no, but why? Well, first of all, you know, special effects are like the tail of the dog, which should not wag the whole animal. Um, when you have a film that's 90% special, and that's a kindly estimate, 90% uh, special effects, uh, you might just as well be watching an um, animated cartoon. Because finally, all, that, all those special effects begin to look totally unreal. Uh, there is, there is, you're looking for something that looks like flesh and blood there. You have three lousy actors in the main roles who don't contribute much flesh and blood. You have ghastly dialogue, terrible plotting, miserable characterization, which also do not contribute flesh and blood. So what you're left with is something that Walt Disney could have done just as well with, with a drawing board and pencils and colors. All right, Roger Ebert, uh, beyond the undeniable fact that it's, that it's clearly perceived as entertainment by a great many people, how would you argue that it's a great movie? These are the sorts of movies that Disney people should be making and the kinds of movies that Disney made uh, 20, 30 years ago. I think all movies are special effects. Movies are not real. They're two-dimensional. A film goes through the camera, the projector throws the light on the screen, and that makes a special effect. It's a dream. It's an imagination. As to whether this film is good or not, it excited me. It made me laugh. It made me, it made me thrilled. And uh, that's, what, that's what a movie like this is for. I also enjoy films by Ingmar Bergman and people like that. I share that taste with Mr. Simon. But I try, I think, in my own movie-going taste to be broad enough to also understand why a bunch of people might want to get together and see a Star Wars movie and enjoy it. Gene Siskel, is it, is it not possible to separate these two and to say, yes, there's such a thing as great entertainment, but it's not a great movie? Let's not pretend it is. Well, you can say what its aspirations are. I don't think that a film should be rewarded for uh, aiming low and hitting that mark, which sometimes in film criticism you do get that, the sort of junk movie as can't be fun. I don't think this is can't be fun. I think this is well-made fun. Uh, this is very good of its kind, and I want to cite another film that's out now that shows you what this kind of film can be like if it's junk, and that's Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, whoa, shot whoa. in 3D. 
that movie is 3D and supposed to be kind of special. Uh, the Jedi film is in 2D, and it's a lot more exciting. Uh, just seeing those pictures back to back as I did over the last week, one clearly is better of its kind. I think Jedi is very good of its kind. What do kids have these days? They have the Black Stallion picture, which I know uh, we both liked. I don't know if Mr. Simon did. And you have the Star Wars films, and Mr. Simon that's about loves it, space not much Hunter. more. This is very good of its kind. Mr. Simon, have you ever sunk as low as Space Hunter? No, I'm happy to say I haven't. I think there are wonderful things that you could take kids to. There's a little film called Tender Mercies, which is not a children's movie, but in which a child is the main, one of the main characters. And that is the sort of thing that I would take my children if I had them, where they can see something about human beings, about life. In this thing, you see one set of robots, some of them ostensibly flesh and blood, but actually just as mechanical as the attacking another set of robots. It zaps you, it, it, it races past you, projectiles are hurtling this way and that. There's nothing to get involved with. Sure, there is a very primitive sense in which the Empire is bad and a very primitive sense in which the others are good. But it is all such a chaos, such a jumble, such a confusion, such a mechanical, technological uh, whirly gig that you don't have any chance to He's associate like yourself with anyone, he? to identify yourself with anyone. There are no people there with whom you can sympathize. That's just too many and seeing it again with a whole bunch of kids, they were able to sort out who was who very easily. They had no trouble with this picture, understanding what was going on. I got to ask Mr. Simon a question. Here's sort of a test question. Wasn't your heart warmed even a little bit by Yoda? Um, I'll tell you what, we're, we're in a bit of a tough technical situation here because Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Simon right. just lost his earpiece. But if you can hear us again, <laughs> I can hear Simon, you. Yes, I heard the you, question. You were asked whether your heart wasn't warmed a little by Yoda. Well, yes, I mean a little. Uh, but let's say if I saw him in a window of F.A.O. Schwartz and I looked at him for three seconds and said, that's a kind of cute little figurine, I would have had enough of Yoda. Listen, three seconds of acceptance on your part, Mr. Oh. Simon, is all that we can hope for and all that we have time for. I'm afraid at this point I thank you and Gene Siskel and also Roger Ebert for joining us. He prefers the puppet Yoda from The Phantom Menace. Yeah. I very much prefer the uh, non-CGI Yoda. Wow. There's too many willy gigs. I watched CGI. it. I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, at first I was watching it, I didn't realize he was talking about the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I was like, he's hating on Empire? Holy shit. I like, take my, there's another wonderful film that's playing, My Dinner with Andre, that I took my children to. <laughs> yeah, my kids loved it. It's like, yeah. No, I bet if he had kids. Yeah, he doesn't even have kids. No. Wow, that was crazy. I loved it. I thought it was so entertaining. I love seeing... I miss Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. They were so great. And at that point, you know, they were together. They were tag-teaming this guy. And they never attacked him. They just said... You know, like, come on. Uh, people. I rented a cinema and took all of my children to Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> it's like, oh, that doesn't seem appropriate. Uh, I saw this hilarious... Uh, post here which would it would make me lose my mind star wars fans lose their minds when theater projector breaks oh was that at the uh the arc light in los angeles yes oh my god it says 
A projector broke down at Hollywood's Arclight Cinemas late Thursday night, midway through a screening of The Force Awakens. To make matters worse, it then skipped to a later part of the movie. No! Multiple multiple (laughs) videos posted online Friday show the theater theater goers seriously freaking out. And someone yelled, no, this is so effed up! Uh, the theater staff members are seen desperately trying to solve the problem. I would just get up and walk out and go, okay, next showing, give me my money back or change theaters. I don't know. I probably would have just lost my shit. There would have been a riot. I would have torn the seats out of the, the floor and thrown it through the projector's window. There was one point in the middle of the movie where Emma knocked, she dropped her 3D glasses on the floor and she was trying desperately to find them on the floor as and I'm trying not to be distracted by her and look at the movie. And I was reaching down with my right hand. And I'm like, I really don't want to put my hand on this floor, <laughs> but luckily she found him pretty quick. But uh, l- luckily there was nothing like the projector breaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the time that I went to see dumb and dumber and the film burnt right through. It was, the worst experience of my life. <laughs> the only time that honestly ever happened to me, and I think I talked about this a long time ago, was Lethal Weapon. The first time I saw it, it did that, and it all melted on screen. Everyone was like, start the movie. And then we realized it's never coming back. On. Yeah, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. And all of a sudden, everyone started falling out of the theater, and they were handing out. You know, vouchers. vouchers. And I remember like, Dad, we got to go to another theater. Can we go to the, another theater and see it? And he goes, uh, it's too late. We're just going to go home. I was like, no. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And it's not like we're going the next night. We're going next week to try to see it yeah. again. <laughs> oh, man, that's torture. I can only imagine, you know, finally, like the way I felt Friday and then something happening where you couldn't watch it. But well, you I mean, know how heartbroken I'd have been if I if I if the plane had been delayed another hour. You know there'd been some weather. I know I'd I have totally been freaking would've. out on the plane. I was like, like Stephen, yeah. we'll go see it at midnight. Don't worry, I'm like, I'm going with we you. We gotta land. We gotta land. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was incredible that they. Uh, I think they actually added showings to the point where they would, it was showing at like one fifteen a.m., four a.m. Like it was, it was playing twenty four hours. Yeah, I yeah. almost went today, Jason. I came real close to. Oh, going. I want to see it again. I asked Heather and Emma, "Do you guys want to see it again?" Yes. When are we going to see it? Uh, we'll try to fit in next week. I was like, I meant like right now. <laughs> I meant like in five minutes, like a week ago now, but. Uh, yeah, I will see it again. I'm going to see it next D and 3D. And uh, man, oh, I wish I could seconds. see it in a D box theater. Oh, like you know, because I've heard that it's pretty freaking amazing. Oh, I uh, bet. in the D box, especially during the dog fights. You know, I was very pleased with the presentation at the XD, but I felt like. I would crank it just like a quarter of a volume up more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I could use it just a little bit louder, you know? Yeah, we went to the XD theater uh, in like – there's two of them around. There's one in Polaris, which is like an hour and 30 minutes away, and then there's one in this podunk country town called Lancaster, which makes zero sense that there's an XD theater in there. But um, that's where we went. And I, I felt like the sound could have been louder. Like, whenever they do that yeah. opening with the bursting crystals, mm-hmm. 
it, it wasn't loud enough. Like, it should have, like, shaken the whole theater and actually hurt, and it yeah, didn't. Yeah, actually, so. ours was as loud as it always is. It seemed like that little demo with the crystals and stuff. It's Emma usually like, covers her ears. Yeah, Emma That's... always does. It's just too loud for her. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. perfect. But I don't know. Maybe it's the case of, you know, when you listen to music really loud, you know, you're jamming out, and then you pause it or something, you have to go do something, and you come back and you hit play, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, I, I've noticed it a couple <laughs> times this week where, like, I'll be doing something, and then you get that ear ringing, and I'll be like, oh, bye to that frequency. Yeah, it's like, just like... <laughs> I well, your ears adjust, and I think over the movie, my ears adjusted where I was like, I think I want to turn this up a little, you know, or something like that. But guys, we have some voicemail. Let's play some of that, all right? Yes. Or should I wait till after we talk about the Force Awakens? What do you think? Are there is the voicemail discussing it? Uh, only one of them is. Yeah, well, you know what? We save that one. Yeah, we're going to save Adam's voicemail because he talks all about The Force Awakens, okay? Because he just saw it, right? Because he just saw it. And, he's uh, rich. He's fr- I wish I would have. I want to just say this. Saw the movie. Uh, my, I mean, like, you're just you're like buzzing buzz, still. Buzzing. Yeah. First thing I do is I start reading Twitter this morning and buzz killers like everywhere just like bringing me down and i'm like i don't need this shit yeah i saw a lot of those and i just started it got to the point where i was just like really these people are looking for things to complain about because they're issues that you could easily be addressed yeah like i just really i as the older i get maybe i realize that I don't care about anybody's opinions. Why am I reading them? Right. You know, it's everyone's like, here are my thoughts. It's like, I didn't ask for this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want your thoughts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll ask Bill and Steven their thoughts, but I don't want this douchebag who I have no idea who he is or any kind of, you know, comment. You know, why do we read comment sections? I always ask that, but. Well, I guess that was, you know, I hadn't had any problems with spoilers. Uh, because I don't read comment threads, even on Facebook. I don't read the comment threads. It's not worth getting involved in a lot of the stuff that I see on my feed. And I guess uh, on a couple uh, people that I follow, like the comic book, free comic book day, and uh, the um, a couple Star Wars, people started posting spoilers in the comments. Really? Yeah, it was a big problem. Oh my god! I, I was telling Jason. I saw the the somebody posted. It's like some dude was like, "Man, I I'm got the midnight ticket. You know, here's my. You know, he took a picture of his ticket. Oh yeah, and it was for noon. Noon. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I'm gonna spoil it for everyone. I'm gonna tell everything." He's like, "Dude, your tickets for noon." tomorrow on the 18th. No, yeah, PM, dude, PM. There was a story. A uh, guy that spoiled it at a, a cinema and actually got his ass beat. Oh, wow. Like, I would really? have to find the story, but I guess he, like, spoiled it in the lobby or something, and the guy got beat up. You know, when we came down from the theater, <laughs> I started to say, man, I can't believe that one. And Heather goes, stop, there's people right here in line. I was like, oh, crap, you're right. You yeah. know, and I was yeah. just like, I wasn't thinking you want to just start talking right away. But you know what's funny that we bring this up? I have a video I want to play for you guys, and tell me if you think this is funny or mean, okay? Okay. 
What's up, you guys? I'm Luke Donahue. It's December 18th. Everybody knows what that means. Star Wars is opening. As you can see, we have all these fans behind us. And I'm going to be giving people some spoilers. Okay. Going to see Star Wars? Of course. Are you excited? I mean, I'm just as Han Solo. You are so. just as Han Solo. How yeah. do you feel about Princess Leia dying at the end? What do you mean? No. Oh, yeah, she dies at the end of the movie. It's like, it's like, yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, she does. No, she dies at the end. It's super sad. It's like, it's what everybody's talking about on the internet. It's like, people are pissed. No, no. Yeah. You just f***ing, really? What? All right, you guys, so <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> so have you guys That's seen the movie yet? Fun. No, we're my first, first time. time. Nice. I saw it this morning. It's super good. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but um, you guys have probably like heard on the internet about Chewbacca dying at the end. <laughs> you realize this is how you get shot? <laughs> Neither of you? No. Oh, it's so good. The only the only thing is that at the very end, Han Solo has to, or Chewbacca sacrifices himself for, so Han Solo can live. It's really sad. Did you know that? The lady just walks away. You guys going to see the new Star Wars movie? I am, yeah. Hell yeah. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel about uh, Princess Leia dying at the very end? Are you serious? <laughs> You're fine. What? I hate you so me too. I'm sorry, bro. I knew you were going to walk Hey, hey. Come here. It's a joke. No. No, you haven't? I've seen it twice. It's super good. Super it's good. Wait, shut okay, up. No, 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 no. I'm not going to tell you, you anything. You swear? Yeah, I promise. I okay. promise. Um, Leia dies at the end. What the? Are you crazy? Please hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Oh, whoa, hey. hey! All right, so I'm here with Han Solo and Princess Leia. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys going to see the movie Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, you excited? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You've seen all of them before, of besides course. this one. Yeah. Times. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, how do you feel about like your character dying at the end of the movie? Super what? sad, right? What? No. Yeah, Leia dies at the very end. Come on, man. Bullshit. No, sorry. Yeah, you Wait, didn't know that. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, she dies at the end. I thought everybody knew that. It's like You're all over. Man. It's all over Twitter and everything. <laughs> it's your dick. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. I bought these tickets like two months ago. This is awkward. All right. Sorry. That's not even a funny... That's not funny. That's not cool. Do you think this is funny? It's not that's funny. Not, hey, it's, it's just like a YouTube video. I'm just... It's like... It's supposed to be funny. This just getting people's funny. reactions. It's supposed to be funny. I'm filming this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hey, enjoy the movie. Enjoy your oh, movie. Enjoy the movie. What's up, man? I'm a lot of complaints about you guys ruining a movie for these people. You guys are going to have to go. Dude, we're just doing like a little YouTube video, man. We'll be, we'll be yeah, no, but you guys got to go. We're not even on the property. You're disturbing the patrons. All right, man. It's my job to make you move on. All right, I'm sorry. Have a good one. All right. Looks wow. like Stan Lee. So, Bill, yeah, tiny little stand. Bill, lead. is that guy an asshole? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's not. It's not even even as a, as a joke. It's just not funny. The only thing that would be uh, like when they're in the theater expecting it, and then it doesn't happen. It's like effing asshole. <laughs> you know? it like, oh. makes you more angry because you sit through the whole movie waiting for it to happen, and then it doesn't happen, and you're just. Even more pissed. Yeah, so I just had to talk about that that uh, for a second, since we were talking about spoilers. But first, let me play a voicemail from Swiley, guys. Wow. A rare a Swiley voicemail. Let's check it out. Hey, guys, it's Swiley. Just wanted to let you know that I just, just finished listening to your uh, latest episode, ETL Daily episode 25, with Pro Crow. Hey, I said it right. Um 
fantastic episode. Uh, before I touch on that, I wanted to say that I'm dipping into the worst of Cake Boss. Uh, there's only so much fondant my, uh, my system can take at one time. But it is hilarious each time I go back to it. Uh, thanks for turning me on to the show. I still check it out. I almost can't believe that it's still on the air. Um, but, yeah, this season's been interesting. Um, so, anyway, with ETL Daily 25, there are a couple things I wanted to touch on. Um, I think the biggest one is just your stories of awkward family gathering stuff. It was the pre-Thanksgiving episode, and you were talking about the family dynamics and, and how the shit-talking goes down. And I guess I'm kind of fortunate that neither – not too much of that happens in my family or my in-laws' families, but I don't know. I just really enjoyed the the back and forth of that, and I hope that your Thanksgiving went well, and that the upcoming holiday, Christmas season, um, is very very fun for you guys. Um, you. I guess speaking of awkward painfulness, the only other thing I wanted to ask was, what the hell was the drop? At the end of that episode of a guy just screaming over and over again, I was cracking up. I almost crapped my pants. Anyway, <laughs> let me know. Keep going, you guys. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And ta-ta for now. Thanks, Wiley. Uh, what he's referring to, at the end of that episode, if you listen all the way to the end, you heard this. I think Bill knows exactly what this is. Yeah, I reenacted that multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is what, guys? Real, real genius. genius. Yeah, the uh, real genius during the study, study montage. Study for the finals. Which you got to love oh. that 80s music, by the way. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to hear the word finals. I just don't want to hear it. The fact yeah. that I have to go through it for... Yeah, a year and a half more. Because he was studying for finals. Oh yeah, you were in Ohio, Ohio for one night, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. What were you there? Yeah, for? he was here. He was here, and I was studying for finals. And I was, I and I knew that uh, Sleater Kenny was playing at the Newport because oh, we were there. Like I don't know what, babe, like two weeks before to see your friend Lauren. She was playing with a band there. It's a great venue. Plus, you can yeah. pick... Did you get any Mikey's Late Night Slice while you were there, Stephen? No, no. Because <laughs> that's all you can smell in the Newport is pizza. Because the, there's a there's this pizza place that has a, a, a location in there. But yeah, Stephen was in Columbus, and I could not <laughs> get away. And plus, Natalie was sick. That's yeah, nice. Natalie was sick. Um you were you. I saw you text later that y'all were went to the actually went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, we did go to the oh hospital. Oh my god! I was like, yeah. Well, I guess he's not coming. Not even yeah, I was studying school. for finals in a hospital on uh, a in an emergency room. Medic. Wow, that's but, cool though uh, that you were yeah, there. He, uh, he did mention I went to uh, what's that little place you told me to go to the little market. Oh, the North Market. Yeah. And uh, I found a I found a place just like that in Philadelphia. It was like a block from my hotel. So yeah, it seems like every every city, at least a decent city. You know, I wouldn't exactly call Columbus a decent city, but it's <laughs> it's, it's not terrible. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, 
it uh, the North Market you got in Cleveland, you got the West Side Market. So it's like these little places where it's got these little like artesian shops all around it. Like I love walking through North Market. They've got like a great little Indian food place. They've got a great baker. They've I told you to go to Hot Chicken Takeover, but they always close at like three o'clock. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, my phone was completely dead. I was waiting for it to charge, and so by the time I, I didn't even when I I looked it up online or on my phone, whatever, and I didn't even notice it. it said it closed at like three in the afternoon. I was like, "All right, I'm going to go there." What chicken place closes at three in the afternoon? But uh, yeah, when it yeah, uh, just um, didn't get to hang out, but I was there. I know your little town now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, guys, I have another voicemail. This one from Ken, and it's a pretty cool voicemail. Uh, He is showing his wife Star Wars for the first time and gets her reaction. I think it's pretty cool. Let's check this out. Uh, Hello. So this is Ken, and I'm sitting here with Taiha. Say hello. Hello. So we are going to watch all the Star Wars films, all of them, um, Oh no! In the order of release, Ty, you've oh, seen not, you none of these movies. But what do you know about Star Wars right now? Before we watch the first one. Oh, I saw the poster. I saw the poster at USC, and the 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 one of the toy. Uh, what they call like lightsaber. Okay. Oh, and there's a princess in the movie. I learned that from the uh, Star Star Wars uh, tour at Disneyland last week. Right. So how was that? It was big, but I was too scared, so I just closed my eyes and uh, telling myself that this is is not real. So you didn't see any of it, the actual film inside the stars tours uh, theme well, ride. I I opened my you know a couple of times, just have a look, but not much. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're really fresh to this. So so if I said the name, if I told you the name uh, Lando Calrissian, you have no idea who I'm talking about. No. Okay. Well, we're going to get going with this first movie, and then we'll talk about what she thought of Star Wars Episode Four. Okay, so we've just seen the end of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. What do you think, honey? I think it's interesting. I am surprised that I didn't fall asleep. Well... <laughs> for Prince of the Princess. Yeah, they uh, seem there's a things going on between them. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen with them? From like promising, maybe going to be you know beginning of a love story. Oh, okay. Uh, I just realized that. Well, what did you just realize? I just realized that there were only two women in the movie: the princess and. Uh, the looks uncle's wife. Yeah. Where are they? Where are the rest of of of, of them? Uh, the rest of the women. Yeah, I think oh dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really thought of that. Maybe She's the right. empire doesn't have women. Mm, so they like they can reproduce themselves. Yeah, they're all guys, g- uh, guys with guns. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Don't you think? Well, I never thought of that. Mm. Um, but okay, well, let's see if there are any more women in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> there's any more women. Well, honey, we've just watched The Empire Strikes Back, and how do you feel? Well, I think it's getting more and more interesting now. I think I know why guys love the movie so much. 
But still, honey, there's only one woman in the entire <laughs> movie. What's wrong with you guys? That's not true. That's not true. And, and remember, on the Hoth planet, you had the one woman sitting there uh, giving commands to the ion cannon to say. Ion cannon fire. That was a woman. Huge <laughs> part, yeah. No? Not really. No. Really, She's very she powerful. though. <laughs> All right, well, until next time okay. for Return of the Jedi, episode six. Okay, we've just watched episode six, Return of the Jedi, and now we've seen all of the original trilogy. Mm. And, honey, I just saw you yawning. <laughs> uh, what's, what's your reaction to this this movie? I um I really enjoy it. Um, it's just getting better and better. Really, you think mm-hmm. this one is better than Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I think this is the best. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. What What did you think was better about this one than the others? Now the you know the relationships between the characters are more complex and um, they are more at stakes than ever before. But I just assume that, you know, it's the science fiction and there's so many things we cannot explain logically. Well, okay, yeah, such as having a second Death Star that mm. was seemingly built within a, within a few months since the destruction of the previous one. Hey, come on, it wasn't It seemed like if they could yet. just make these things so was quickly, was fully they could, operational. Empire should have <laughs> just built two of them they from the know. beginning. They had a they few decks to do. Man, yeah. honey. <laughs> Well, yeah, where are all these men coming from? They all died on the first one. They seemingly had enough to make a second recoup, one. Honey. They have to recruit new men for... <laughs> they're all men. <laughs> yeah, they're all men. There are no no women in the Empire. They're always enlisting well, we saw, in the Empire. Well, there are only three women in the entire galaxy, mm. and one of them died in this one. So that was the dancer in mm. Jabba's Palace. Mon she was... I still can see no human in this. Uh, I guess this I don't world. know. I guess not. So I guess now there are only there are only two women in the galaxy. Mm. There was the princess, and then the the woman who was uh, in charge of one the, of the, the, the briefing. You know, she explained mm. the mission. Oh yeah, one. right, yeah. And we don't know who she is. Right, yeah, we she do. Come on, Bill. So really, there's only one real woman mm. in, the, in the entire princess. galaxy, which is the princess. I bet if you know. Um, the creator could get away with uh, George has a problem with women, women Bill. I think he does. But, but he, he, I think he needed one, you know, just to have that love story, um, storyline going on and, you know, tie things together. So this one woman has to serve every role of a female. <laughs> so she has to be Everything. She right. has everything she to, to everyone. Be, you know, the leader. She's the leader, and she's the sister, and she's, she's the, the love interest. And right, she's all right. Of mm. yeah. yeah, well, George has issues. Now, um, honey, you were born and you grew up in Vietnam. Mm. Now, the whole forest setting and the whole battle scene in the forest, mm. people say that that's George Lucas's statement on the Vietnam War. <laughs> what do you oh think about that? Oh, you mean like guerrilla war? That's right, and they defeat a technologically superior uh, force. Uh, the, the The enemy is, you know, driven out through primitive weaponry. Who say that? <laughs> say this. Uh, scholars and critics and things they just interpret it. Oh, as, uh, of course, they was always overthinking. Uh, I'm with her. Okay, oh, so yeah. Uh, 
Do you feel like now that you've seen the entire original trilogy,、mm. is there more story? You think? Do you feel like there's more story to be told? Maybe just nothing related to、uh, the the old threes we just we、oh. just seen. So you think this story is done? There's no more to this story. I think so. Well, George Lucas actually agreed with you, which is why <laughs> when he did the next three movies, he. Instead of going forward with the story, he decided、mm-hmm. to go back and then explain everything we already know.、Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's smart. <laughs> that's smart.、Um, thank you for watching the original trilogy with me for the first time. Thank you for showing me. And、uh, appreciate it. You didn't fall asleep once, but I did catch you yawning just now. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I'm hungry. Okay. All right. Let's get some dinner. <laughs> So he he promised me part two later on.、So. Oh my god, that's brilliant! I can't wait. You know for a fact she will fall asleep during all three prequels multiple times. He probably wanted to do like, okay, we gotta watch. Get her excited. We gotta watch three more movies before they do the show tonight. She's like, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to get it at a later date.、Oh, most likely, not all the dinner、fantastic. in the world could keep her awake. Yeah, I couldn't imagine、yeah. getting through the Senate parts of Phantom Menace <laughs>、uh, and staying conscious. You know? Still, one of my favorite I, bits ever is the Red Letter Media one, where he puts the kids in front of the Senate scene. Yes, they're, they're in a living room, like watching it, like kids do Saturday morning cartoons, and it's just the Senate scene. <laughs> it's like, yeah, George wanted this for kids. You know, when I when she was talking about the women thing, I noticed all the women in Star Wars, even in like the、uh, deleted scene,、uh, they die very passively, where they can't defend themselves.、Yeah. Like a- Anakin's mother, the way she dies, she's、yeah. been tortured, and she just kind of. You know,、uh, dies like that. The way Padme dies, she just kind of gives up and dies. There's a deleted scene with one of the Jedi women where General Grievous stabs her in the back, where she's defenseless; she can't do anything to help herself. And there's,、uh, there are a lot more women in the the prequels. Yeah, yeah. There's the the one Jedi. <laughs> They just don't have anything to do. Remember, <laughs> okay, just there. You get the whole princess the, entourage. Bill, the Jedi woman, when Order sixty six has happened, they show Kiata Mundi. He's fighting, and then he gets shot down. The one Jedi girl, she just kind of goes like, "Huh?" and gets shot like a million times. She doesn't、yeah. even ignite her lightsaber. Like all the women die in this kind of defenseless, not able to fight back way. You know, it's just kind of strange if you analyze it, which I don't do. I'm not going to analyze it, but I just think it's、uh, interesting. You know. Well, George Lucas was single for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more voicemail, and then what I'm going to do, Bill, is we need to take a break, use the bathroom, that kind of thing, and then we'll come back and talk about the Force Awakens. Okay? All right. All right. This voicemail is from Rick. Let's check it out. Hello, Entertainment Landfill. How are you guys? Lovely. Hey, I'm doing、Rick. well. Thanks for asking. So.、Um, I, I listened to all of the worship cake boss.、Uh, nice. Yeah, there was a lot of cake boss there <laughs> so、yeah. all the way through, and I have to say there was some great editing.、Uh, 
Uh, I was happy to hear some of uh, my personal drops added in the mix and, and a voicemail myself, you know. You, you can't go wrong when you hear a bit of your own voice. So, but <laughs> the whole thing was great too, and uh, I just think it was very well put together. Uh, thank thank you, you. It was great to have some content. Uh, what I've been watching lately and playing lately, I'll get into. Um, let's start with what I was playing. After um, the talk of Mad Max and Stephen with his 14-hour day, <laughs> <laughs> I decided to go out and uh, purchase it. And I have to admit, uh, I think I beat Stephen with a 16-hour day. I oh, my gosh. into this game, and because I bought it, I decided to, you know, put some effort in and, like, do every single little thing you could possibly do. This was a couple of weeks ago now, and I've I finished it, and I looted every single spot on the map. And it took me a very long time, wow. but uh, it was a lot of fun, and I liked the game. And I like maxed out my cap, maxed. I maxed out max. <laughs> nice. Before I ended the game. Uh, so that thunder poon was just so satisfying when you had it maxed <laughs> out, and you you just blowing away people with one shot. I was like, this is the best. So, Mad Max is a great game and a lot of fun, and I would recommend it. Yeah, it is fun. What I have been watching, uh, because of Jason's uh, post on Facebook, uh, Limitless. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I've watched, like, the first nine episodes, and nice. I really enjoy this show. It is so much fun. It's fantastic. The humor in it is just spot on, and the... Homage, homage, the homage to uh, different things has just like made me grin so much. Uh, Especially the Ferris Bueller's Day Off episode, because that's one of my favorite movies. I was just like, okay, this show is the best. I'm (laughs) in for the long run. So (laughs) Limitless is great. And uh, yeah, check that out if you haven't seen it. Also, I've been watching Jessica Jones. I think I've seen the first four episodes, and that's been very solid. Marvel is just kicking ass lately, and uh, I just want to watch the rest of it. But I've been watching it with a housemate, so I have to wait for him to get home before I can watch the next episode. Because I'm like, yeah, I like to take my time sometimes, and it's good to share it with someone, so I'm watching it with him. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, I'm loving it. This was Rick from Australia. And quid, quid pro quo? <laughs> yes. Quid pro quo? Pro pro. Uh, uh, that was gold too. All right. Love you guys. Love you too, Rick. Never sure if he's Good gone kisses. or not. <laughs> you know what's, uh, what he said about Limitless? I've never seen the Bradley Cooper movie. When I saw they were making a show of it, I was like, why? Yeah. Yeah. And I watched the pilot, and I was like, hey, I like this. And I kept watching, and I was like, this show is awesome. I love this show. They did a whole Ferris Bueller-type episode. It's not – everything on CBS is like procedural right, right. drama or whatever. They found a way kind of like to make it entertaining and goofy 
while still having procedural elements. And it's a fun show. I would check it out. You should check I'm it out. I'm definitely going to have to watch it. And it's starring that one guy who you said, Bill, used to be on Greek. Yeah. Jake something dormant. That's how I recognize him. Like, hey, that was the, the, the fraternity dude from Greek. Yeah, he's great. And uh, it's a fun show. So uh, that's funny that uh, Rick was playing Mad Max also because he's from Australia. And it's hours. like that there in Australia where he lives in real life, Bill, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like a Mad Max. I can't believe it's all, it's right all <laughs> they're, they're all looking for the guzzoline. Guzzoline, eh? <laughs> they, worship, they worship cars. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back, and we'll talk about Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Or what is it? The Ancient Fear. Remember, that was the first rumor. The new Star Wars movie will be called The Ancient Fear. I think Harry Knowles told us that, Bill. Mm. Yeah, he got that from Script Shadow. <laughs> Super Shadow. Super Shadow. Whatever the hell that idiot's name was. All right, guys, we'll be right back. It's the new Star Wars lightsaber from Kenner. Inflation required. Batteries not included. You can pretend you have powers when you switch on Kenner's Star Wars lightsaber. Ready to feel the force? Star Wars lightsaber, new from Kenner. Balloons not included. Star Wars, you and your children loved it. Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. What are you so excited about now? My goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battles or collect our wonderful Star Wars companions with Kenner's Star Wars action figures. R2, it's a little you. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars land speeder that moves like it's floating. And here's Kenner's Death Star space station, four floors of action. A trash compactor too. Listen, R2. That's the Star Wars Electronic Laser Battle, a game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the Force be with you and your children. In the not-so-distant future on a planet called Earth, it's Underoos. Star Wars Boba Fett is here. That means Darth Vader's always near. C-3PO is lots of style. Too deep to just make me smile. Star Wars Underoos are here, yeah! Something out of sight in underwear. <laughs> Don't be so ridiculous, R2. Underoos are for Earthlings. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, a great movie. Now a great video game. A movie which challenged your imagination. Now a video game where the challenge never ends. You saw Luke Skywalker battle the Imperial Walkers. Now bring the battle home. The Force was with Luke Skywalker. Will it be with you? 
Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back video game for your Atari and Sears video game systems from Butler Brothers. Don't want to beat. Luke Skywalker handles his saber well, Ben Kenobi. You should know, Yoda. Yes, I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures be sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back Collection from Kenner. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. And Burger King comes through again with our all-new Empire Strikes Back glasses. Collect a different glass for your family each week. Darth Vader, R2-D2 and C-3PO, Lando Calrissian, Luke Skywalker. Buy a regular-sized Coca-Cola at a special price and build your collection. All-new The Empire Strikes Back glasses, only at Burger King. From Kenner's Star Wars collection, each sold separately, large-sized Darth Vader with his lightsaber. Princess Leia, champion of the rebel cause, with her defender Luke Skywalker. He can swing him into action on his grappling hook. And load Chewbacca's laser crossbow. Star Wars large-size action figures. Up to 15 inches tall and ready for action. Large-size Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, each sold separately from Kenner. R2-D2, hurry up. Hello, welcome to Burger Show. We'd like a Star Wars poster, please. I knew it. Well, all you do is buy a large serving of Coca-Cola for 49 cents, and the poster's yours. R2, look, it's us. <laughs> R2, I think we'd better leave. Collect all four Star Wars posters only at Burger Chef. Now, for a quick escape on a speeder bike. You won't get away with this, Han Solo. New speeder bike with automatic speed flap. Action figures each sold separately. Yeah. I've got you now. Bad chance. Biker's got your base. I'm in hot pursuit and gaining. Ha ah, watch this. Open speed flaps and meow. I'm gonna crash. Biker Scout, you're not all you're cracked up to be. New speeder bike. Action figures sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Return of the Jedi glasses. Four new glasses from the Star Wars saga. Filled with the adventures of Luke Skywalker. The Ewoks. Han Solo. And Jabba the Hutt. Buy a medium or large coat. And a different glass is yours each week for a special price. Collect all four. Return of the Jedi glasses. Now appearing only at... Now, it's here. The excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, haze together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. 
Rainbow's got the beat, and the band plays on. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Introducing Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Job of the Hut action playset sold separately. Play it again, Size. Starring Size Noodles, Droopy McCool on clarinet, Max Rebo on organ. Rebo. Dance, Droopy. It's your last solo, Snoodles. New Size Noodles in the Rebo Band. Job of the Hut action playset sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. You are needed as a rebel pilot. Become one in the Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle Home video game. Your mission, fly Millennium Falcon through enemy force fields while battling TIE interceptors. Ultimately, penetrate and destroy the Death Star before its completion. But beware, the Death Ray can stop you. Time is running out. Save the rebels. Play Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle from Parker Brothers. If you can stand the pressure. Be careful! This place is crawling with biker scouts! Don't worry, they don't match for us, you are! From Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection, New Wicked W. Warwick and Princess Nisa, each sold separately. Quiet, Nisa, here comes a biker scout! Ayala! Let's go! Yibanga! He's gaining on us! Wicked W. Warwick and Princess Nisa each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. How to put that down? Cigarettes are dangerous. <laughs> no, smoking isn't grown-up. It's very foolish. Because it's a dirty habit. It does dreadful things to your lungs, and it's very bad for your heart. Well, I know I don't have one, but humans do. And I think we should set a good example. Well done, R2. Please, don't smoke. Midnight. Time for a complete breakfast with my Count Chocula. You can't count, Count. It's time for my strawberry-flavored Frankenberry. A collection of Star Wars stickers. One in specially marked boxes of these monster cereals. Star Wars stickers! Come with us now to the green moon of Endor, where the Ewoks are celebrating because Earth kids love their Ewok family hut. We can help the chocolate Skywalker. Hurry, Ewoks. Let's take the wagon, Princess Nisa. The Ewoks save the day. Yay! It's a galaxy of fun. The Ewok Family Hut comes with everything you see here. A Wicked the Ewok toy. New from Kenner. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. To rescue a beautiful princess. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Too short for a stormtrooper. And defend the forces of freedom against the Death Star. Here it comes. The winner of seven Academy Awards, the legendary Star Wars. station to pick up some power converters. All right, Bill, are you back? 
I am. All right. Bill is back. Now, before we talk about this, I just have to play this, Bill, for everyone to know. Okay, I just want to get this out of the way. If you have not seen Star Wars The Force Awakens, do not listen to this, please. If you plan on seeing it, or if you don't care. Well, I don't like spoilers, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, so nothing would drive me more nuts to see... Well, I wasn't planning on seeing it, so I went ahead and listened, and we spoil it. It breaks my heart. Please, please stop listening if you haven't seen The Force Awakens and go see it first, okay? Hello, hello, hello. No spoilers, please. Oh, dear. So uh, I just wanted to play this, guys. This is our spoiler detector, okay? Mm. We're going to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. In detail. Spoilers detected. Proceed with caution. Listen at your own risk. That's right. Listen at your own risk because we're going to spoil this shit, all right? We're going to ruin it. We're going to tell you everything. Who lives, who dies, whatever. So turn it off now. Just, okay? Okay, you've been warned. Was that a good enough warning? Yeah. Hit it one more time. <laughs> one more time? Okay. Spoilers detected. This is a big Proceed with caution. Listen at your own risk. That's right. Okay. I think everyone's been warned. What do you think? Okay. If you haven't uh, turned it off now, then it's your own fault. I think it would only be fair to let Bill have the floor. He saw it first on Thursday. The movie it was a great experience. Yeah, I mean, it was the the entire theater was electric. It was so great to go in there and see everyone. I don't think there was a single person not wearing something Star Wars related. The kids oh, were watching cool. stuff on their phones. It was in uh, the moment that Lucasfilm showed up, the place just. Yeah. Went crazy. It like was I awesome. Said, I just was like, woo! It was like all yeah. of a sudden I'm like, I'm like because there was those, lots of clapping. There were people would clap at different parts, and uh, when a character showed up, people were like, yeah. Um, when Han and Chewie show up, everyone, you know, like, woo! You know, and that was a great setup to that scene too. It was yeah. a good misdirection on it. Everyone yeah. clapped at the. You don't even see it. He goes, what about that ship? She goes, that piece of junk? The camera doesn't even show what she's looking at. The ship they're running towards blows up. So it's like, okay, this ship, and it's the Millennium Falcon. And everyone's like, yeah, Yeah. woo! The Millennium Falcon, baby! You know, it's just like, holy shit, there's the Millennium Falcon. And this is, through the whole movie, it was, this is my inside my head reaction. Holy shit, it's so-and-so. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Holy (laughs) shit! And it was they even had those moments for people like, hey, holy shit, it's great Grunberg. Yeah, oh, yeah. hey, look, it's Miles from Lost. <laughs> yeah, my dad goes, hey, do you know who that is? And I was like, yes. And he's just like, shut up. Stop talking. Let me watch. <laughs> oh, hey, that's the voice of Daniel Craig. You were, Yeah, I had no idea. I read that today and I was like, oh, okay. I noticed it on the second viewing. Like I, because there was something about it. Because I guess maybe I was calmed down. I was paying closer attention to all the little things, like the moment when Finn is digging through the uh, the bins on the Millennium Falcon and he picks up the training training yes. droid. Yeah, and I was like, oh hey. And then you know, it's just little things like that that I started to notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. I just want to say, Bill, when the movie starts, I immediately was getting an Empire Strikes Back vibe. Yes. Where I'm like, okay, we'll say this about the prequels. We're not here to shit all over them, but this film felt like Star Wars to me. 
It was Star Wars. It, the, the, the Force had awakened. Because Star Wars that we grew up with was Luke, Han, Leia, that era. The prequels were older, you know, and it's... It, I don't care what you say about the movies. It's not the same as when you are a little kid and you watch it for the first time and you right. grow up watching them over and over again and being obsessed with it. And being back in that world was uh, pretty electrifying. It was pretty like, holy yeah. shit, this is awesome kind of thing. From uh, the very moment. I mean, it's just even even the uh, the crawl was fantastic. I just loved the, the throw, the first line, Luke Skywalker has vanished. Yeah, I and literally... I'm not kidding. My mouth was agape for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the movie. just like wide open. Like Luke Skywalker has vanished. It's kind of like, holy shit, where is he? I don't know that I could wrap my head around it at first. It took a bit. Yeah, like, no, I had this. This happened several times where I was like, holy shit, I'm watching Star Wars. (laughs) I literally had that. That's why I I I need to see it again. I think I was still at a loss that we were in there. Yeah, we're watching Star Wars right now. Is this really happening? Steven, we're watching Star Wars. Even even that opening scene was just, it was was like, holy shit. Just the the, 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 the stormtroopers and the, you know, Meeting uh, Poe Dameron and Max von Sydow's character, who I don't believe is ever referred to by name. Yeah, who is he? Um, I was like, is, is that Kanan Jarrus? Is that Wedge Antilles? Who is this yeah. guy? You know, because they're much older now. He's, was, he's much older, and he's. I, I was getting a, a Jedi vibe from him, like yeah, a very Obi Wan Kenobi he's for, vibe. He's force sensitive. I definitely yeah. know. And you um, know. Automatically, right away, BB-8 is awesome. You know, right, I, right. I, you fall in love with the little guy immediately. There are so many BB-8 moments that just brought me so much joy from the moment that J.J. holds that shot of him looking from uh, looking down to, to Ray and then to, uh, to Finn, Ray to Finn, Ray to Finn, yes. Ray to Finn. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god! It's just it, it imbued so much life into this. And then, whenever <laughs> when Finn gives him the thumbs up yes. and he pops out with the flame, like yeah, it could have it could have been a you know kids could see it as a thumbs up, an adult saw it as a f, f- you kind of. It just, yeah, it, it was brilliant. I saw a little thumbs up bic lighter kind of thing. It yeah, was awesome. And even when, like, he's trying to wake up R2 and he's going, blink, blink, like, banging his head on. Yeah. He, he was just a, a great little character. Like, immediately, uh, you love him. Yeah. And you can see that Poe Dameron loves him, too, you know. Yeah. Loves the little, poor little guy. And I loved also that there's some hidden secret thing that he puts in a droid, and then the droid has to escape, and they're after it. Because you know it echoes uh, a new hope, and I think that's awesome. I have no. I think that was the that was the biggest benefit to the film in that it celebrated what made the original Star Wars successful, right? But it also it, it laid out that that vibe that although this is familiar, this is this is new. This is something completely off the reservation. Right. If you remember in A New Hope, you we know nothing of the government that runs the galaxy, no. nor do we need to. It can no. be mentioned, 
you know, like uh, you've dis- he's disbanded, disbanded uh, the emperor or whatever. He's disbanded the Senate or whatever. We don't need any more backstory than that. We know there's some somewhere uh, there's some guy running shit or something. And, and we people frankly, don't like it. <laughs> frankly, we don't even know that much about it anyway. In fact, we don't know even what Jedi can do until when Luke starts floating rocks and stuff on Dagobah, you literally like, Oh wow. He can do that. You don't even know that in star Wars, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so in this film, I don't, you know, we know there's a Republic somewhere, but we don't need to see it or them sitting in a oval room, all (laughs) conducting business or anything. We don't need that shit. That's not what this kind of movie is about. This movie is about, uh, BB-8 with this uh, these uh, this map uh, of these plans that people need, and I love the introduction of Kylo Ren when the ship lands. It's this big giant ship. It looks like a bird or something, bird of prey, and it lands and he it opens yeah. up and he walks out of there. Because automatically, I'm wondering, okay, did they get the voice right? You know, what is he mm-hmm. going to sound like? Loved it right away. Nailed it, yeah. Yeah. And and I I think the thing I loved the most about that scene in general is that Kylo Ren is impulsive, he's reckless, and he is not going to suffer anybody's bullshit. From the moment he talks to to the Max von Sydow character, and Max von Sydow's like, I know who you really are, Uh, I know what you've become, and he's just like, you know what, screw you, and just, just mows him down right there. Yeah. Like, not even a second thought. And you know what? Kylo Ren's saber is menacing and awesome and scary. The way yes. it just like ignites and it's just almost it's like, like a flame. Yeah, it's almost like it's he it, can. It, it's it, out of control in a way. You yeah. know, like, yeah, it's very much that character. It's unstable. Yes. And uh, hell, if you want and that ant- thrum, that deep bass thrum, it has. Yes. Like even I, that is is threatening. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. And how cool is it when Poe shoots him and he freezes the bolt? (laughs) And it doesn't move. The entire scene, it doesn't move until that final shot. And you see Poe Dameron's just kind of like walking by it like, what? No. You know, what is this shit? You know, and it's not until later it finally goes off. But how great is that scene where all this crazy shit is happening to the village and you see one stormtrooper, the reluctant stormtrooper, kind of like... Uh, just kind of in awe of what's going on. And I love that moment where the guy dies and like, you see the blood smeared across his helmet. And he, uh, when um, Kylo Ren, is it Kylo Ren who says, gun them down, kill them all. Yeah, kill them all. And yeah. they all, all the stormtroopers shoot, but he doesn't. And he's just standing there, you know? Right. I thought that was a really cool moment. It was yeah. very powerful. And then you that never moment of recognition where Kylo Ren knows... You know, he knows the stormtrooper. You know, he knows which one it is. Oh, that is a great moment. He's looking at Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren turns and is just staring at him. Because you know Kylo Ren can feel things or whatever. Right. And he's he can sense the reluctance. But do you get the feeling he just doesn't care and he moves on? Yeah. No, he, no exactly. He's got other things to do. Uh, but that it's was not a great for moment. him to deal with. It's for Captain Phasma to deal with. Yeah, and how great is it that they stare them, each other down there for a moment? It was really cool. A very cool setup there. It was that I could destroy you look, but I don't, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. And then, and we even hear later that he was supposed to have a a reprogramming done or something, or what do they call it? Like a 
re- yeah, it was a reprogramming, like a conditioning. Yeah, reconditioning. reconditioning. He was scheduled for reconditioning, where he was like, "Oh hell no, I'm out of here," you know. Like, so he takes uh, Poe up to their ship, this gigantic star destroyer, and how we've seen. I remember that episode of the Clone Wars where the Jedi are uh, reading the guy's mind. Uh, who was it? The Cade, the bounty hunter. Yeah. And then they, like, three Jedi at the same time are, like, reading his mind. He's like, ah! And he can't resist it. You know, they're, like, forcing themselves in his mind. Uh, I I kind of recalled that scene, but when uh, Kylo Ren is doing that to poor Poe Dameron, like, he can't resist it. You know, he just keeps pushing and pushing. I thought that was really cool because we've never seen stuff like this in a Star Wars film, you know? Well, you know, and I have to take us back. There was one particular moment in the first meeting between Poe Dameron and uh, Kylo Ren that I went, okay, we're back on track. And that's whenever they drop him in front of Kylo Ren and he looks at him. And and Kylo Ren's just looking at Poe Dameron and Poe Dameron finally goes, so who's supposed to talk first? (laughs) Yes. And I was like, holy shit, it's back. Yes. Like that, 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 like wit. There's that wit and that, that, that just the way... That something really dark and awful is happening, but the way they deal with it in this this universe is that humor. Yeah. And that's what was missing from every single one of the prequels. Yeah, it's absent, completely absent. They don't even feel like people. No, it's dead. They're just automatons. Lifeless people moving from scene to scene. And Poe Dameron is a cocky son of a bitch. Yeah. Who... I'm absolutely convinced at this point has some force sensitivity because he can't be the best pilot in the galaxy without having that. Yeah, and he he's very confident. Yeah, and I, that's what I loved. That's what I love about that character. Yeah, even when he's he like, he reminds me of like Indiana Jones. Right. He, you know, it wasn't until later on. I'm like, okay, he's the new kind of younger Han Soloish type of character. Combo, Luke Han. I would think because if he's got the force or no, Luke was a total, total just pushover. Well, I'm just saying a kind of because he was he was he thought he was a great pilot too. Remember? Yeah, I'm yeah. not such a bad pilot myself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Well, yeah, but... Luke was a little whiny too. Yeah, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah he wasn't as cocky, but you know, if he was a good pilot. But how great is – oh, wait. Well, we'll get to that later. But then we're introduced to Ray, which is a fantastic setup. Just – you know what? What Can I just say something? I'm a huge fan of J.J. Abrams, but I honestly felt like the last Star Trek film, while being very entertaining, was a little too fast-paced and rushed. It felt like stuff was happening all the time. This juggernaut cannot slow down. Nobody can take a breath. And I was a little worried that that might happen in this film. But he was, learned from it, and he I, yeah. there was a, uh, an interview recently where he admitted to it. Like he was like he just that, got in over his head, and he wasn't properly prepared. I love that there was quiet, slow moments in this yeah. film. Because and they were just quiet and, and and long enough to uh, not be excessive. And how can you immediately not like Ray? Just like totally love her story and totally feel for her that she is counting down the days of how long she's been on this planet. You know, it's like a Tatooine type of place, Jakku. Mm-hmm. It's a shithole, right? <laughs> and she's she's uh, 
she's a scavenger who's scavenging to stay alive. Yeah, just enough you know, to she, eat every day. Just to get a portion or a half portion. And how great was Simon Pegg? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Simon Pegg was the alien that she was trading food for. Yeah. Because I forgot he posted something on Facebook about that alien character. And I didn't read it, but I was like, holy shit, did he play him? So he yeah. was that character? Yeah, that was Simon Pegg. Oh, that's so cool. But immediately, you know, you love that. And when she meets BB-8, there's a great rapport there. And I'm just like, man. And her respect. This. Her respect for BB-8. Like, is is immediate. Like, the moment she hears that, and then she even tells him, you know, like, this guy is just going to sell you for parts. He has no respect for anything. Mm-hmm. And she immediately respects this little droid that most people, you know, even even the, the, the slaver that she was dealing with was like, I'll give you 60 portions for the droid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and she that moment where she considers it. Yeah. And it's like, nah, I can't do that. Because she knows that he has something important. He needs to get to the resistance. Yeah, she sympathizes with him. And I love that she can understand him, too, much like Luke could always understand R2 or Han can understand Chewie. You know? Yeah. There's, that's one thing I love about the Star Wars films. Like, I always had a problem with Jar Jar is Jar Jar shouldn't be able to speak English. He should just make sounds and they understand him. And, and not the sort of English he spoke. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we know it. everything is feeling back on track, especially when you cut to up. Uh, in the Star Destroyer, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Baby, but she's going a little nuts outside. There's some kind of creature. It's probably a possum or something that's going to eat her. But uh, when, uh, first of all, Poe Dameron escapes because Finn helps him. And I love the moment where uh, Kylo Ren freaks out and just starts slashing the room, you know? He kind of loses his temper. That was pure brilliance. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we have not... He set... We're setting him up as such a reckless, petulant child. Yeah. And that's even more scary than that ominous quality that Darth Vader had. That Darth Vader had, he was always in control. And he was very cool and collected, and you didn't know what he was thinking at any time. But here's Kylo Ren losing his temper and trashing the whatever is in front of him, you know, just destroying it. And you see that one lower-ranking guy just kind of like, uh, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he's, he's the one that has to go deliver it, and then there's a moment there where he's like, and the girl, and, and there's that trigger where he like force pulls him and yeah. force chokes him. What? So he's like, there's something there that that first little foreshadowing of a girl, mm-hmm. and that immediately, like it, it it calls back to the original trilogy with you know the uh, the twins. So I was just like, hmm, the girl, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how cool was it that Ray did she live in that Imperial Walker? Yeah, oh my god, what a shot, man. Whenever oh, that, so that cool. wide shot of her sitting there in front of the Imperial Walker, everybody in the theater just gasped. Oh, I know. I, I did too. I was like, oh, just kind of like, love it. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that I have seen some people complain about the callbacks. I, I just want to say right now, if you have any problem with the callbacks in this movie, go F yourself. There Seriously. was a catastrophic battle on Jakku. 
You know, yeah. so you're going to have all of this material. How, That's why there's when, scavengers there. When Ray puts that rebel helmet on. Yeah. Yeah, when she puts that helmet on, I was just like, awesome. You you know automatically something happened here, some terrible battle, you know, and it's just amazing. Uh, I thought it was so cool. The whole sequence, Bill, where Finn and Poe escape was fantastic, and their repartee with each other, talking yeah. back and forth. And I love how, uh, you know, he's like, I'm getting you out of here. And he's like, you're what? He's like, I'm getting you out of here. He's like, oh, okay. You know, he's like, oh, I'm on board. <laughs> how cool I love, that? though, that it was immediate that, no, you're getting me out of here because you need a pilot. Yeah. Like, it was that it immediate out. realization of, you know, you're not, you're not springing me. You're getting out of here and you need a pilot. <laughs> and I can't forget about the moment where Finn, he removes his stormtrooper helmet and Captain Phasma comes up. It's like. You are not uh, given permission to remove your helmet. It's got blood all over it, and he has to yeah. put it back on. And she tells him to report to her uh, guard. So that's I obviously took that as you know it's time to uh, reassess. Yeah, time to recondition. Two one eight seven whatever his number was. And you know I got to say this, even though they're a day late and a dollar short, the first order has good intel. They always get it a little bit too late, like. You know, they find out about uh, FN two one eight seven. He was uh, supposed to report for conditioning, but he took the prisoner or whatever. You know, they like they they know their shit eventually, right? And they have oh yeah, they're fully aware. They're not incompetent. They have people everywhere reporting to them. You know, there's a lot of people who call and tell them about. I saw you know a white and uh, orange droid, and they immediately they know. Uh, But uh, I love that whole escape scene. And with uh, and it's a two seater Tie Fighter. How cool is that? Yeah, I loved whenever uh, Poe finally gets free of the uh, the attachment, and he pushes it in gear, and he goes, "Whoa, these things move fast!" Yeah, because that was one of those things that you always wondered about in the original trilogy was just that screaming. Yeah, yeah, like. Those things got to move fast. And I just love that little extra bit. Yeah, he even says, I always wanted to fly one of these. Doesn't he? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you're just like, oh, I want to give that a try. <laughs> and then he's like, how do I use this? And he's like, it's like a gun, you know, aiming on the left, firing on the right. And he's like, this is really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does he say at one point? Uh, don't mess up. Don't mess up. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to mess up. No, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great moment, also. And yeah, yeah. You stay calm, stay calm. It's <laughs> like I am. I'm talking to myself. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. See, need to see the movie again. <laughs> but uh, they take out the turrets, and then they get shot down, which is real cool. How you know what was another thing that was cool? Because I have to admit, I watched the trailers over and over again, where you'd see something from the trailer and have context. Yeah. And yeah. everything falls to, into place like a puzzle piece. Oh, there's that scene or whatever. But uh, the crash on Jakku and uh, Poe's dead, right? You can't find him anywhere and the TIE fighter sank. Or is it enveloped? Well, it's not, he's not dead because he's not, he left his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you but know, like you know how, he got away. Well, I mean, what I mean is, you know, uh, Finn. Oh, and that's another thing. Finn doesn't have a name. He says, what's your name? And he's like, FN2187. And he goes, no, what's your real name? That's all they gave me. And he's like, oh, I'm going to call you Finn. And he's like, hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Great moments like that. Characters, you know, 
I, I just I was eating like actual real characters yeah. that have life and experience. I was eating and, that shit up, Bill. Yeah. And even when Finn meets uh, Ray and uh, BB-8, you know, because oh, that's another thing is that Kylo tells him all about BB-8. And uh, that he's looking for the droid. And so when he sees BB-8, he automatically is like, hey, there's that orange and white droid. And it's funny because he wants to go. First of all, he needs water and he drinks out of that trough. Yeah, that with a big pig. <laughs> and the thing shoves him out of the way. I love that. But he's going to run to save Ray, who's being attacked. The guys are going to steal BB-8. But she, he like kind of stops. He's like, oh, shit. You know, like, Take yeah, she's fine. She's handling her has this. And I love that scene where uh, BB-8 sees uh, he see, you know sees Poe Dameron's jacket on right. him, and she's like, "What?" And she's looking at him, and she starts storming towards him. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> like she looks really scary coming towards him. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. And then you know, once they finally have their little discussion, and and uh, uh, Finn says he's with the resistance. Yeah, yeah, I'm with the resistance. Yeah, 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 resistance. with resistance. <laughs> Uh, he uh, then they're they're trying to get away from the uh, the raid on the on the village, and he keeps grabbing her hand. Yeah, she's like, "Why are you pulling yeah. my hand?" I freaking loved that so much, and she that is- he does it twice, and then finally, whenever he, uh, Ray puts her hand out and he grabs his, I was just like, "That's so perfect." It is. I loved it. And, you know, like the chase to the ship, and then it blows up, and they turn. It's a Millennium Falcon. The whole Millennium Falcon sequence, dude, I was like, I know endorphins are released in my yeah. brain. You know, I was just, just like. Just the ship being everywhere, just dragging in the dirt. Drag, like, And it, just hearing the sound of the Millennium Falcon again did something, you know, where, yeah. like, I, I was in, like, this euphoric state, you know. And I love that when. Uh, uh, how great was it when Finn sits in the gunner chair and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like all like crazy. <laughs> and and, the, the flashbacks to Luke getting into it. Yeah. And you see that one guy, he's like, hey, that's my ship. And you're like, whoa, your ship. Where, why isn't Han and Chewie have the Millennium Falcon? What yeah. happened? And automatically there's a question you want answered, you know, as you're watching yeah, this like, sequence. Like, why aren't they in possession of the Millennium Falcon? I'm thinking... Maybe they moved on. They replaced it. That, no, I can't be possible. What's going on? Okay, Jason, just watch the movie. <laughs> you have these questions you want answered. Stop it and watch and, it. Uh, also, you know, where we've kind of get, gotten little things here, little subtle hints that Ray is waiting for somebody to return. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to leave Jakku or she needs to re- return as quickly as possible. But the whole sequence with the TIE Fighters... Dude, I was elated. I just can't even describe it. And even when the yeah. gun breaks and he can only aim forward. <laughs> and, that and shot, the, that was just, that was, gave me goosebumps. We've never seen Star Wars and effects just, like this. Dog and it's fighting. the same part that breaks in the Falcon from the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, now, <laughs> just the, the the cockpit view as they're flying is amazing, you know? Yeah. And when he she's flying through the Star Destroyer, and he's like, "Are we really doing this?" 
Yes, I love it. Love, uh, and how great is the scene? Okay, well, I know we're just kind of like <laughs> we're just in love, but when it's all over and they're just running up to each other, going, "Oh man, when you did that," and she's like, "When you did that, that was so amazing," and they're just like complimenting each other. Wasn't that awesome? That was fantastic. It was, I, and it's just those little character moments, those like real. Real character moments they couldn't that I think ran, lived, rang so true. They were like on this emotional high. They couldn't believe they just lived through that. And it was amazing. It was really great. Yeah, uh, it was. And the, until, you know, there's a leak and you, there's the funny stuff with BB-8 that I don't quite remember, Bill. But uh, just Finn trying to convince him that he'll get him back to the oh, base. Yes. He, uh, she's like, you need to tell us where the resistance is. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, BB-8, come on, help me out here. And he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know where the resistance is. <laughs> and I love how he convinces him to go ahead and say, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's where they are. And uh, did it bother you at all, Bill, that these were planets you'd never heard of? Or no, did you all. think it was great? I mean, because we—it's a huge system. How can we? How can they go to the same freaking planets? Yeah, like we don't need to go to Tatooine again, do we? For nostalgia's sake, there's nothing there. Not that would be pandering. Yeah, you don't need to. If if the story naturally led there for a reason, mm-hmm. yeah, then that would be fine. Right. I mean, I know we had to go there for uh, for the Phantom Menace to see you know Anakin growing up or whatever. But did we really? But why did Anakin have to grow up on Tatooine? He, yeah, he didn't. He, I guess George wanted to go to Tunisia or whatever. But <laughs> did we need to go back for Attack of the Clones? I guess he needed to save his mom. Uh, never mind. Let's not talk about those movies. But anyway, <laughs> I love when they get uh, the ship takes them, and then they're like scared that they're being boarded by the first order and they're hiding in those same cubby holes bill where you hide to mm-hmm. smoke where han smuggles stuff right the yeah. little smuggling compartments when han and Chewie walk on that screen i know we've seen it in the trailer but wow yeah and it like i said everyone cheered did everyone cheer in your theater too oh god yeah both, <laughs> just, both showings yeah just amazing and I love how Han's like, get out of there. Like, he immediately finds yeah, he it. He knows where the hiding spots are. <laughs> get out of there. And, uh, and I love how effortless Chewie picks up that, that grate. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just holding it. Like, and it's, it was nearly impossible for them to close it. I don't know if he's like, you can understand that thing or whatever. And he goes, and he can understand you too. So watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Just, oh, Han and Chewie. I just, uh Love it. And that whole sequence with the, um, I don't know what those creatures are, but the effects were amazing, weren't they? Yeah, the uh, roly-poly tentacle creatures. But what I thought was amazing was, did you notice that the the other gang, the, the, I guess you would say Asian gang, were all the guys from the raid? Yes, I knew that because Drew McQueenie tweeted about it. Oh, did he? And I've never seen the raid, Bill. I'm sorry. You had to have seen the raid. I haven't. Oh my gosh, dude. And, and okay, I'm going to watch them now. <laughs> but when I saw those guys, I was like, those must be the raid guys. Yeah. So here's what Drew McWeeny says is everyone in the theater was going, yeah, and cheering. He said when the raid guys show up, he goes, yeah, and he was like, 
And he was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> he swear, you know, he's like, nobody else knows those are the raid guys, I guess. <laughs> but that, you know, they're, you're dead, Solo. <laughs> you know, it's, no, 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 come on, guys. You know, he's But that was fucking- like the first, that was the first moment we realized what really happened. Or, you know, it kind of gave us an idea that he's back to smuggling. What's going yeah. on here? What? Where's Leia? What's going on with these two? And meanwhile, uh, Ray and uh, Finn are crawling underneath. And also, I love that, you know, she's like, you're Han Solo. Like, people know this dude's name. Yeah, he's yeah like, and they're like, the, the general? No, the smuggler. Oh, and also, we can't forget earlier that BB-8 uh, is has... You know, he has information leading to Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker? He's real? You know, like... Yeah, I thought he was a legend. That's like a, a, a legend. Myth. That they, Yeah, myth they've heard. They've grown up hearing, yeah, there was this guy. He, he blew up the Empire's Death Star. He killed Darth Vader. Can you imagine hearing that? You'd be like... You know, they probably don't even think Darth Vader was real, you know, in yeah. their generation. Yeah. Because they live in this place where... I mean, if you analyze where Finn's uh, is in life, he said he was abducted when he was a child, right? He never right, yeah. knew his parents, has no memory of him. All he knows is being a stormtrooper or what he's had in the first order. So that's how you get rid of the clones because they've been they yeah. Instead, they're now. just taking children, like and, uh, and, which and, really and happens in the real them. world too. You know, yeah, they're indoctrinating yeah. them their way. Yeah, they're conditioning them to be soldiers and. Uh, Ray, she had a family, but she was so young, she just remembers they left her, and she's waiting for them to come back, but she has no memory of that. So we know. You know what this reminded me of also, Hmm. Bill? Uh, Also, Ezra Bridger on uh, Star Wars Rebels, he had parents, too, who were killed, unfortunately. But uh, I remember in Star Wars Galaxies, the game, if you clicked on any players running around, you could write something about your character. And if you ever inspect them, they would go, my parents were killed by the Empire. <laughs> Everyone was an orphan in Star Wars Galaxies. They would always talk about, an orphan in Star Wars Galaxies. I am seeking revenge for the death of my family. You know, everybody, nobody has parents anymore in the Star Wars. But it was funny because literally if you clicked on anybody. The Empire causes orphans. Yeah. So when uh, when uh, we heard about Finn or Ray, I was just like, hey, it's in line with Star Wars, right? Luke, uh, well, he thought Luke he was, was an orphan. orphan. <laughs> Yeah. Until a certain point. But one thing that we know about J.J. Abrams, there's so much mystery. There are questions we won't get answers yet. And I love that that shit was setting up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I love that immediately there's a report, a rapport with Han and Chewie. And he's, you know, he's not like, you damn kids, get out of here or whatever. At first, he wants to drop them off till they tell him about the resistance and they need to get this droid there. And he liked Ray right away because she could fly. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and she's automatically fixing things on the yeah. Falcon. She's telling him things that he knows. Isn't there one point where Han goes, get out of my way, ball? Or ball, yeah. ball yep. move, <laughs> or something like that. So, um... Ray inadvertently releases the giant creatures on their ship, and that was a great action sequence, wasn't it? The running from them. They even grab Finn, and uh, you're wondering how is she going to get him, and then she times it right to close on the doors. Oh, my God. That was so fantastic. I, I was okay. eating this shit up, like I said, Bull. What about you? 
Yeah, it's um, it was a fantastic sequence, and especially that- like the little the little moment that made me giggle was whenever they the the creatures first started rolling towards Han Solo, and I immediately thought of the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> you know what part made me laugh out loud and made me think of Han shoots first or whatever? It just made me think of this is Han Solo when he grabs a guy and throws, and throws him, into, him the into the yeah, <laughs> he throws yep. him into the mouth, and I was like, that's Han Solo right there. <laughs> Hell yes, Bill. Right? Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh my god. And even just just him trying to weasel his way out of the two gangs, uh-huh. and he's like, "When have I ever disappointed you?" <laughs> All <laughs> like, the time, <laughs> I've always delivered. And they're like, "Twice." And he's like, "Wait, twice?" Oh yeah. yeah. And then he looks at Chewie, and Chewie's like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, Chewie had some fantastic moments. Just yeah. his little nods and stuff. And then to finally be able to see how great the bowcaster is. I love Chewie gets shot, so Han picks up the bowcaster and he fires. He's like, damn. (laughs) I like this. And just Chewie's reaction to getting shot. Like, he hasn't been shot ever. Yeah, like ever. And he's just like this gigantic child that Finn now has to take care of. And you know what I, you know, remember when they, in the, the Indiana Jones 4 that we won't talk about, but they kept making old Indiana Jones jokes like, oh, I'm not, not like I used to be or whatever. There was none of that, but there was no. one point where Chewie's like, oh, 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 and he goes, don't say that, Chewie. Because I get the feeling Chewie's like, this never would happen when I was younger or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Hans was like, no, stop. You know, they didn't go for the, oh, I'm so old jokes, which yeah, I was the cheap. Think, yeah, I was so thankful for they didn't do any of like, I'm too old for this shit, Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't go there, which I loved. Because Han's still capable, right? Han's still totally capable. And so is Chewie, except he's a big baby when he gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, and he's always been a big baby. Yeah, like, even in. even to the point, which, was that uh, uh, the first, was it the first Star Wars where, like, Chewie goes away and he's like, come here, and he grabs yeah. him. Yeah. Come here, you big dummy. And he's so like, he's yeah. The, the, the monster in the Yeah, he's compactor. afraid of the trash compactor yeah. monster. <laughs> And I'm like, come here, get over here. No. <laughs> but you can also see, like, I think that was the greatest thing that uh, about Chewie in this one is that he was still a big baby, but he was an experienced big baby. Yeah. Like, he, he's seen it all. Well, I say, if you go along with that same line when he's being attended to by the actual nurse lady. He's, like, very calm. It, it, and yeah. He's like, oh, you're so brave. And yeah. All yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of nodding. Go, yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, that's real thing. He yeah. was totally, but when uh, Finn was trying, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to help, man. <laughs> and the, the, what's that game called? Sabak or whatever? Yeah. When he turns that on and you see those creatures again, we've only seen that in the first Star Wars. I got to say, just seeing that for a moment was really cool. Yeah, and Duke was... immediately got excited. Like, he leans up from the bed and looks yeah. over like, oh, like, yeah. I'm going to play that. And he's like, oh, I almost thought they were going to play for a second. Uh, I kind of <laughs> almost thought that, too. But he shuts it back down. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's just a nod. And I love that we're also, they keep cutting back between them and Kylo Ren. And what did you think when you first see Supreme Leader Snoke? They don't let you on right away until it pulls back. And it's this big effing giant, you know? And then 
you see it's a hologram and I'm like, yeah. oh, is he that big? Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's what I was telling Natalie. Like, I love that Snoke is this being whose his face tells a story. Yeah. Battle yeah. scars, crack in the skull, uh, just like this burn scars all over his mouth. And I'm like, why does he care so much? Who Who is this that... Uh, like and, and why is his 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 hologram so imposing? Yeah, like what is he compensating I'm for? Seriously, I got a Wizard of Oz vibe there. Like, that, that yep, exactly. Is, that dude is tiny, isn't he? Yep, or something. He's trying to look menacing, but maybe he's like the size of Yoda or something. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I thought. Like he's the size of Yoda. And then in that first scene with Snoke, Hux, and. Uh, Kylo Ren, you realize that each one of them wants something different. Like there's there's absolutely no cohesiveness in this structure. They're all out for themselves. Totally. And I love that uh um what's his name? Domino Gleason's character? Uh, General Hux. General Hux talks back to Kylo Ren. They're like competing for <laughs> Supreme Leader Snoke. And also is Snoke a human? Because I know the Empire was kind of very no other alien type of... You never saw any other aliens in the Empire, am I right? They were all yeah, it's, it's very. it was always very xenophobic. Yes. And I was wondering, is he humanoid? And I guess he is, right? Oh, he's definitely humanoid and held together by m- miracles of science. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to know. It's just one of those things that we probably won't know the full story until the last film. But I did like, you know, just the fact that we're like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. And uh, when what was the, the – would they go to meet Maz? Maz, yes. And now we know who Lupita Nyong'o plays. Because her part was so secretive. And I love, you know, call back to the cantina bill with the band yeah. playing. But I love that Han says, don't, don't stare. And they're yeah. like, at what? At anything. Yeah, just don't stare like- at anything. And I love when we walk in, are we going to get Jabba's, like, uh, size snoodles? Or are we going to get more, like, Moss Eisley cantina? And thankfully, we got Moss Eisley. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. <laughs> and just the way Maz goes... Han Solo! And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Hi, Maz! (laughs) And I love that it... Oh, man, just... The fact that we're watching a movie with Han Solo in it again was amazing. I love it. And And we had the great conversations to try to figure things out, try to give a little more detail to these characters, figure out that... Uh, Finn is still in run mode. Run as far away right. as possible. I like that he's keeping a secret from Ray that he's a stormtrooper. He's well, making how her is it when when Han says to him, says, "Don't keep a secret. Women will always figure it out. They always yeah. figure it out, kid." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, big deal." Always tell. He calls truth. him big deal because he's like, "I'm yeah. kind of a goes, big deal in the I'm resistance. Real, I'm a big deal in the resistance." <laughs> okay, big deal. <laughs> And I love even when Han gives Ray the gun, like I can take care of myself. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm giving it to you. <laughs> You're gonna need this, you know. It's fantastic. But uh when uh 
Finn, Finn is terrified of the First Order because he doesn't want to go back ever. And his uh, first idea is just to get the hell out of there. And I love that kind of uh, Mad Max. He always kind of looks out for himself first. Mad Max is heroic, but also he wants his shit and be able to leave and survive, right? And yeah. Finn kind of has that moment where I'm going to just go and be off on my own and be safe. Or I could help the resistance. You know, it's the whole kind of hero, uh, what do they call it? The uh, Hero's journey. The hero's journey where am I going to do this or am I going to step into the greater cause and help mm-hmm. these people? And I love that moment. But can I just talk about how, first of all, Ray was very upset that he left. But the moment where she starts having visions, I thought was effing awesome. And the way J.J. Abrams filmed them. Yeah, and especially the way that the 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 reveal of Luke's lightsaber. Yes, the way she she's being called. And did you get the whole Dagobah cave thing there? Yes, very. She was. She kept hearing like a, a someone in pain, and she was walking towards it down in the basement. And is Maz force sensitive, Bill? Or just, oh, she got. She has to be. Just knows a lot about the force, or. She's she's some pretty wise, uh, you know. I could see her as uh, maybe a possible Jedi. Didn't they kind of mention that she was really old? Didn't Han yeah. say that? Yeah, that she. I think he said that she had run that place for like a thousand years. Yeah, so she's Yoda-ish, right? Definitely. So uh, she has these visions of Luke and the uh, and the Knights of Ren and stuff, and I was eating that shit up. Like, show me more. What happened? You know? Yeah. And um, is it this point we find out actually who Kylo Ren is? Because I remember they know that... No, not quite yet. Well, when they Pretty first, close. When they first get to Maz's, you see a woman talk about... She goes, I see a droid. And she's talking to the Resistance, not right. the First Order. So it's like... But at some point, they find out that the droid and the, and the two fugitives boarded a ship with Han Solo. And at yeah, that and that's point, when Snoke says that the droid's with your father. And he and you're did the theater do the same thing ours yeah, did, gasped. Bill? Yeah, <gasps> gasped. Holy shit, Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son and Leia's son. Uh, uh, well, Han you, and Leia's son. Do you <laughs> figure out it's Leia's son just yet? Yeah, well, I, mean, I assume you, you, you. Well, you have to assume that. And it's like, holy shit. And then, uh, because by the time Ray sees that vision of Luke, we know that who he is at that point. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. We know that Luke was uh, teaching. We was training. Uh, I won't say his name yet, but he was teaching Han and Leia's son. And something happened where he turned to the dark side, obviously. And it looked like a lot of people got slaughtered. Right? Mm-hmm. There was dead mm-hmm. bodies everywhere. Right, Bill? Yeah. And uh, I love the scene of, you know, Luke, he puts the hand on R2. And so we know that when bad things happen, Luke disappeared. He went into walkabout mode, right? He, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to remember what order things happen. But what I was saying about Ray's vision is she also has a vision of when she was a little girl and she saw a ship, you know, taking off. With With a boy. Was it a, no? It was a creature holding her? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was the slaver? The slaver was holding her. Yeah, uh, behind. And so, who abandoned her? We don't know. Maybe we'll find out later, right? 
Or maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, at this point, it's all speculation. But that yeah. moment, you know, did, Bill, did you have tears while watching this film? Oh, God, multiple times. I actually got emotional when Maz was telling her they're never coming back. I know you want to get back to Jakku and you think that's where they come. They're never coming back. Oops. And uh, Ray had tears in her eyes. I actually welled up there because it's yeah. really sad, isn't it? It's very sad, You'll yeah. You'll never see your family again. Yeah, they're, they're not done. coming back. There's no need to go back to Jakku because you're onto something greater here. Take this. It's calling to you. And she's like, hell no. <laughs> I don't ever want to touch that thing again. Yeah. And how great is it when you realize, holy shit, the Force is strong with Ray. Maybe mm-hmm. not so strong with Finn, but it's strong with Ray, right? I love that reveal. It's kind of a bait and switch, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I know that, Bill, you and I talked about this on our Star Wars episode. I, I think I even said, what if Finn actually isn't a Jedi? They're just fooling us with all this footage of him holding the lightsaber or whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they did that, I thought was awesome. Because yeah, there was a there was some really great misdirection in all the trailers. Oh, okay. First, uh, Ray runs away because she's really upset. BBA is following. I love that when she turns around, BB eats right there. It's like yeah. stop following me. <laughs> um, but then when the invasion happens and the first order shows up, I love the moment where you know Finn is already leaving, but he sees them coming, so he runs back to Han and. Uh, when she gives him the lightsaber and he's like, give me a weapon. She's like, you're holding a weapon. Mm-hmm. That was such a fantastic moment. I love when that stormtrooper goes traitor and he's got that stun baton or whatever that tonfa or whatever. What the hell was that? Yeah. Thing? I don't know what the hell that thing yeah. was, but it was awesome. It was like, and he's like, and he lights the lightsaber. You can tell I totally ate that shit up because I'm, that was the other thing I really loved about this one is that the lightsaber fights were not that absurd fucking sorry <laughs> that that over the top martial arts stupid crap that was in the prequels that flipping and flying and flinging and fl- you know this was like they were wielding a broadsword, yeah, like it well, was in the original like, film. Finn, he has no skills with the lightsabers. He was wielding it like a baseball bat, wasn't he? Exactly, just in a way, banging on the guy. And I thought that was awesome. Um, and and yeah, it's just. It, and we'll talk about the later battle, but it was very similar. Like there was still, you know, a battle between force sensitives, but this it's was. Like, it you, was hardcore. Say there's a swordsman there who's skilled and you're pissed off at him. You have a sword. I'm just going to charge him and swing away and hope for the best. You know, right. I'm sure yeah. it's happened uh, many times. You don't need to be a skilled warrior to maybe get a good shot in uh, if you're going to be killed does, anyway. At one point cuts, <laughs> cuts his arm. Yeah, but uh, I love also during that whole shootout with the... Um, with the stormtroopers that Han's like, hey, let me see that thing. And he grabs the, yeah. la- the laser And bone. again, it, it, it even, it, it kind of uh, showed that, or, or it, it encouraged, or not encouraged, but it just exemplified that these stormtroopers are just, are cannon fodder. Yeah. Like that these are programmed automaton, uh, just, there's no respect there for them. 
And just that battle, just throwing them into that, but just that chaos of the battle was incredible. And then whenever the X-Wings show up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did everyone clap in your theater when the X-Wings show up? Oh, God, yeah. Hell, yes. (laughs) And especially whenever you see that one X-Wing in particular just boom, 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 boom. And Finn goes, that's one hell of a pilot. Yeah, and it's Poe. know who it is. Yeah. Finn goes to... Uh, the the shot of Poe Dameron, and the reason they showed up is because that one like agent in the uh, Maz's bar was like, I've spotted the droid, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know- loved that. I loved that the agent for the resistance was this like antiquated droid, and the agent for the First Order was this like seductive, uh, yeah. Bizarre, crazy eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out, kind of like a, a girl hanging out with uh, Job of the Hut type of character, right? And I have actually the the creature she was leaning on was Judah Freelander. I read that okay. in a suit, <laughs> but that's pretty cool. But and that's I, the other thing is just the quality of the creatures. Mm-hmm. It was so real. Yeah. Like it was, it was, you could just, there was that, that tactile, like realness to it. That it was just obvious that it wasn't CGI. Right. We haven't talked about this, but, uh, we talked about it a long time ago, but, uh, JJ wanted practical effects as much as he could get in the film. And you can tell that it's fantastic. And I absolutely love the sequence where Kylo Ren is after Ray in the, in the, what did you call it? the forest yeah, yeah the forest and she's just shooting at him and he's deflecting the laser bolts fantastic you know and how he's very intrigued by her isn't he like yeah there's a certain obsession going on he's like uh, a force sensitive girl hello <laughs> <laughs> but uh he when he takes her and han sees him for a distance i didn't even think about that but uh, you know, of course, uh, Finn freaks out. You know, he's like, Ray, or whatever. But when they go meet Leia, first of all, applause. And then C3Rail steps right between them when they're having their moment. Hello, sir! And it's just like everyone cheers again. And you probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he couldn't like- care less. Fantastic. But he's like, I saw our son. And, you know. Oh my god! I need and you knew that was—you knew that was a big deal because whenever Finn ran up to him, it was like he took her, he took her, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I saw." Yeah, and he's basically he saw his son carrying her, and mm-hmm. you don't real Finn doesn't realize that from his point of view. In fact, I don't think Ray or Finn ever know no. that Kylo Ren is his son. Ever. Yeah, they do. Do they? Mm. Do they? Yes. Okay. All right, Bill. I'm not sure they ever find out. They do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Steven. Yes. <laughs> but, okay. Just before the, the scene. Oh, okay. Um, what scene? What scene? Which one? When? Uh, oh, later on? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Okay, we'll get to that later. But uh, we get to see the resistance. And it's great when uh, Finn's walking along and he sees uh, Poe and he's like, you're alive! <laughs> Hey, where did you go, man? He goes, oh, man, I got thrown clear, man. <laughs> he was just like, I just love the way BB-8 flies by Finn. Like, yeah, he's like, dude, Whoa, you know, out of my way. And I love he's like, 
hey, that's my jacket. He's like, oh, here, let me give you. No, man, it suits you, man. Keep it. (laughs) It's great, isn't it? So, yeah, BB-8's kind of supposed like a, almost like a pup. Yeah, it's like a loyal pet. Yeah. Yeah, and other I than, love other than just a robot, and he's even his uh, his uh, astromech or whatever. You know, he rides yeah. with him in the X wing, just like R two does Luke. And uh, how heartbreaking is it when he pulls the sheet off and R two D two's there? First, everyone cheers, and then C three PO is like, "Don't bother." He's been shut down for however, ever since Luke disappeared. He's been on low power since Luke. Yeah, left. and you realize R2's totally heartbroken, Bill. Well, not only that, but um, you kind of realize that was one complaint I overheard as I was leaving. And I was like, did they not get the whole point of why he was in low power mode? He was in low po- low power mode, re- using all of his power yes, to, he was to rebuild that map. Right, he was uh, basically doing like all of his processing power right. was yeah. going to finding Luke. That's right. all he cared about. He didn't have time to talk to anybody or beep and boop or whatever because he was busy doing his shit. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to mute the microphone because I just <laughs> I was waiting for Bill to answer. Worst, <laughs> worst farts of my life. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what I ate, but I shouldn't do that ever again. again. No. (laughs) Sorry. Uh oh, fart. (laughs) Uh oh, fart. (laughs) And how great is it when uh, Leia hears uh, Finn's story and she's like, well, thank you for turning on the first order and uh, fighting back. <laughs> yeah. you know? And now tell me everything you know. I love the way, you know, she doesn't judge him at all. She's like, hey, thanks for doing yes. that. And uh, by the way, what do you know? What do you know? And he knows. How do we destroy How Bill? How can you be useful to us? Bill, when you found out about the Starkiller base weapon, did you think of the Sun Crusher? Yes. From the uh, Expanded Universe books. That's yeah. what I thought of. And I didn't even read a book with it. It was post-Sun Crusher. But it made me think of that. And, yeah, that's exactly, that's basically exactly what it was. And, uh, okay, how many planets did that thing destroy? Five or six. Like five or six, yeah. It, and it, it from what I understand, it was the the main base of the Republic. Right. And that was, it was like a holy shit moment, you know? I mean, it just, that was intense. It's worse than the Death Star. They even do that. This is the Death Star. It's It's later on. It looks like it was one big beam and then it split up into the five beam, five, six beams and then hit the planet. Yeah, yeah. It split off. It kind of reminded me of the wave motion gun from Star Blazers. Yeah, it but I was like, so, okay, they have themselves a super weapon, right? <laughs> and it's like a thousand times bigger than the Death Star. Yeah, but I loved Han whenever he's like, yeah, I get it. It's bigger. Yeah, it's <laughs> bigger. Yeah. You could still destroy it, right? Yeah, but at that point, Finn, all he wants to do is go save Ray. He doesn't even care about that, but he's he's listening, and he's like, I could shut down the shields. I know how to do that. And they're like, all right, let's do it. And I love how Poe's like, well, we'll go in there. We'll take it out. You know, they're like already, they're fearless, you know? How great is it? Well, Han's fearless. Well, so is Poe, Dameron. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, He's pretty cocky. He knows he can do it. It's pretty... 
But I love the whole scenes with uh, Ray and Kylo Ren, Bill, where he's trying to interrogate her. Yeah, and he finally unmasks. Yeah, did our audience, a lot of them laughed when he reveals himself. Yeah, because I think they, I was almost anticipating some kind of scarring or something. But when he shows he's very young and he's he's, just a boy, he's just a boy. uh, I think it might have been shocking to some people and they laughed. And um, we know at this point, I didn't laugh, but at this point. We know that he's Han and Leia's son. He was being taught. He's being trained by Luke Skywalker. And I started getting the kind of parallels to real world of entitled children. Exactly. He's an entitled child who uh, turned bad. He went bad. He's an entitled child who probably had uh, an incredible amount of expectation put on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. He... So in in from what from what we you know can devise from what was going on between Han and Leia, they were probably absent parents. Yeah, most likely. I mean, she's a friggin' general. So, and also you got to think he's. I mean, I'm just thinking of like a child shipped off somewhere away from yeah. your parents, and Luke probably meant well or whatever, but. At some point, well, I mean that's what the Jedi's did in in uh, yeah in they the, shipped all the kids off to the Jedi University yeah or whatever you want to call it <laughs> you'd you know? say goodbye to your parents or whatever but um you got the you got the idea that he has some disdain for Han for being an absentee father you know yeah but also I mean we okay we have no idea what happened to with between them but at some point Snoke got a hold of him in lured him to the dark side yeah and i guess we'll find hopefully yeah we don't know we don't know how uh he's obviously manipulating him he's uh there's little moments where what's really cool is you can tell whenever uh kylo's emotions or the the pure version of who he is takes over because his voice raises like whenever he's under snoke or the dark side's influence his voice is deeper yeah and then whenever he gets emotional or reckless his voice goes back to that he's struggling with who he is definitely yeah and you can see it in his eyes it's it's i think that was the most amazing thing that adam driver did in that role is that everything is in his face yeah. every ounce of pain confusion anger it's in his the way his eyes will well at certain points like it's just all there for and you to like read he, that that it, the entire story of how screwed up his childhood was and whatever led to him being seduced by the dark side to becoming obsessed his power, with his yeah. grandfather. Yeah, when he when he's talking to his grandfather and you don't realize he's actually talking that to That was the, some a great reveal. I mean, I know we saw it in the trailer, but we yeah. get to see that Well, you don't see you see he wants to be his grandfather so right. badly that the great Darth Vader and I love how when he's, you know, you know, in uh, Ray's brain, and she's like, "You'll never be as powerful as Darth Vader." And he told, she totally 
disarms him. He's yep. trying to look so mind up scary. So bad. Yeah, she's. He's trying to look so. You know, the reason he wears the mask is he doesn't want anyone to see. He's, he's a young kid. Looking. He's not yeah. scary at all. So he wears that mask, and yes, he is very scary, emotionless. You just see the little eye thing there. You have no idea what he looks like. That's why I was like, holy shit, his face is all burnt. And he's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, holy <laughs> shit, you're just a kid or whatever. Hey, you should be on 90210. <laughs> <laughs> you should be on Girls on HBO or something. But yeah. uh, I love that, you know, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? That's... When you hear that earlier, you're like, Finn, he's got the force, right, guys? But no, it's Ray yeah. who's awakened in the force. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about this later, but I've thought about this a lot. In fact, I couldn't go to sleep last night. I kept replaying the movie in my head. Um, But was someone helping Ray along at any point, or was she doing it all herself? I think she was, was the, doing it all herself. Was the force guiding her, though? Bill, yeah, there's something there. Well, first, like she'd never seen a Jedi mind trick before when she attempted it. I, exactly. I just, you hear about it maybe from childhood, yeah. like Jedi's. They use these mind tricks; they can make you do things. But I love that. And maybe you since will... she started having the vision, she was like, "Do I have it? Was she trying it and not realizing she had it?" Right. Well, at that yeah. moment, like we know, okay, well, right, the force right. is know. strong with her, and Maz knew it, but she's kind of realizing it. And when she read uh, Kylo Ren's mind, yeah. is, he was kind of like, oh, shit. But you can tell he's really fascinated by her, someone being so powerful with Force. He even tells Snoke that she's very powerful with the Force, you know. And, of course, you know, I don't know what he thinks Snoke does, but we know any kind of uh, guy... He's like, okay, is she better than you? Because I'll replace you immediately. That's the way yeah. they always think, right, Bill? Yeah. Like, ooh, let me see how powerful she is. But um, the moment where she's like, you will loosen my bonds and free me and <laughs> and open, leave the door open. He's like, I'll what? I'll, t- I'll, I'll tighten, tighten your restraints, scavenger <laughs> scum. <laughs> yeah. And then she tries again, and you hear that... <laughs> sound and it's like all right this time it took yeah. and don't you love and leave the gun and he's just like drops and it I'll I'll, yeah i'll leave the gun yeah i'll leave it fantastic man love it and i love that basically you know finn and han by, by the way the snowy crash of the millennium falcon how great was that that was fantastic and then the fact that they're there and they're trying to work their way in and Han was like so what did you work in he's like sanitation (laughs) he's like what the whole galaxy is depending on us and you don't know what you're doing he's like we'll figure it out (laughs) we're gonna do it we're gonna figure it out come on you know and it's so great that I mean uh, Captain Phasma. You don't know at what how much she's going to be in the story, but the little part she had, I love that it was him forcing her to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it was so great. And I love that little moment where he gets carried away and Han has to go dial it back a bit. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Now I'm in charge. <laughs> you do what I say. You know. And I love Ray sneaking away, but the best part is when Kylo Ren goes back to confront Ray or be in there, and she's gone. And he's like, 
<laughs> he just starts destroying everything, and the two stormtroopers walk <laughs> up, and they're just kind of like, kind of like hear they it, and they're less like they see the part of the chair come flying out of the room. And they're like, uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna go the other way. <laughs> yeah, it's that Kylo Ren guy, and that dude's got a hot temper. And wh- were you saying, Stephen, that they were somebody r- said that they thought that was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in those two, but stormtrooper. Could it have been Nick Frost and somebody else since Simon Pegg was the guy earlier? Or Why couldn't he have been in a suit? You would it never could have, honestly, it could have been anyone. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're in the Stormtroopers suits. Did you have I mean, any problem with the way the Stormtroopers looked? I thought they looked... No, not cool. at all. I thought it was perfect. I thought I love that they're all different body types. Did you notice yep. that? They're yeah. like well, they've short, been, tall, a little bit bigger, a little bit skinnier, yeah. If Big they've been kids, all kidnapped kids. as children, yeah. You, then yeah, you're going to have a better variance of... And they they don't have clone voices. <laughs> yeah. But um, I love that Finn's like, okay, we're going to find Ray, and then we're going to do this. And Han's like, hey, hey. Yeah. It's like, what? Why do you keep doing that with your head? Why are you doing that with your head? And they turn around, and Ray's just cl- climbing up in the background. <laughs> and they're like, oh, she, she saved herself, you know. I don't know how she would have got out of there without them, but... She saved herself, and that was a great moment where she runs right into him. And now we're going to begin the sequence, Bill, that uh, I did not uh, predict would happen, but we do know that Leia told Han, bring our son home. Yeah. And he's like, "He, if Luke couldn't get him back, I can't. And she goes, but you're his father. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And uh, the whole, the way the whole sequence built, Bill, my heart was pounding in my chest. Yeah, because we knew. Honestly, I knew it was coming. Like I, you like, could just I, feel it. Like, I there was a, sure. there was this. I wasn't sure it was going to happen. I wasn't sure it was going to happen either. There was moments like Natalie and I were talking about after, like you were hoping like there would be a chance like he would get out of this one alive as soon as he han starts walking onto that bridge thing and he, behind kylo and then he says the word then he says his name he says ben my heart freaking broke yep that his name is ben and he turns around and he's like han solo you know he doesn't even treat him as his dad and when mm-hmm. when that's when ray and them came in on the upstairs and they overheard and they said that's they, his son oh cuz they mm-hmm. heard him say ben yeah and then they're just standing there and chewie's just standing chewie's planting explosives and stuff yeah. like a champ but then he stops and he's standing there and you know han gives that moment but my heart was beating so hard during that scene cuz you're like shit don't no 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 yeah no, no, and no. i kept thinking seeing this from chewie's point of view where chewie knew ben is a boy yes oh wow i didn't think about that till he knew him as yeah. i was he knew him as a baby he probably yeah. held him as a baby in his arms and he's seeing him as kylo ren there and he takes off his helmet you don't need that son and he's like Come home. Be with us again. And you see a little bit of him come back, doesn't he? Yeah. And that that was another one of those moments where his voice, the pitch raises. And he's like, I'm so conflicted. That's when he has to make his decision. Yeah. He's like, I'm being torn apart. And meanwhile, you know, uh, Poe Dameron and the squadron is out there fighting for their lives. And they're yeah. trying to – the thing is too armored. And when the sun depletes, the, the 
the weapon is ready and they're going to fire on the resistance and everyone. And did you notice how the atmosphere around the planet disappeared once the sun was gone? Oh, wow. No, I didn't. Yeah, it all just turns into empty space. Holy shit. (laughs) But that moment, and he he's getting him back isn't he he's kind of uh, yeah you can see in his eyes he's tearing up he's fighting that that even even kylo ren admits as he's talking to vader's helmet that he can feel the light again yeah he can feel and that it, it scares him remember earlier in the movie too he talks about he's he thinks snoke is on to him he can sense it that he's conflicted mm-hmm. and he's uh, so he's still conflicted, and then he's like here, and he gives him his lightsaber, and Han and even Han get- says, you know, it's Snoke. He's manipulating you. He's going to use you and and spit you out until he finds somebody better. Yeah, he called it exactly the way uh, Palpatine treated uh, Vader. You know, he like wanted Luke because Vader was past his prime. And he's like, I need the new younger guy. Yeah, and totally he if. Uh, you know, we know what's going to happen is he would use Kylo until he could turn yeah. Ray or something. Uh, and that's not, why he says he wants the girl. Yeah. He's like, bring me the girl. And it's because he's very interested in her power. And that moment where he's handing his lightsaber over and then he's like, no. And he's like, not giving away. Did you notice right then the sun is going out right when he's like, yep. comes back yeah. to the dark side and. I was like, no, I was just in my head over and over again was no, 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 no. Like yep. Chewie, shoot him or something yeah, yeah. like do something. Just wing him. And then <laughs> when the saber goes through him, I was just like, oh, shit. And yeah, the whole the whole theater, the guy next to me, when I saw it by myself, just burst into tears. Really? Like just burst into tears. The you guy know, to the right of me was just goes, you've got to be effing kidding me. No, no, no. Like they were just out loud. It, it was, oh, it was man, when and it, I started tearing up and what got me, Bill was when Chewie goes, Rah! you know, he like freaks out. That got me. Is what got Chewie me is. was whenever Han felt his son's face. Oh yeah. He grabs yeah. his face when, and he's like, he holds no ill will for him for killing me. He knew he knew what Han knew the moment he went on to that bridge what was going to happen, just like we did. He had to try. He had to. He you saw it. His, you saw it in his eye. He had to try for Leia. Yeah. Oh man. And just the way, the way Chewie reacted, that's what got me. And then he shoots him. Well, yeah, he gets a I, nice clean shot, and it shows you how broken. Kylo Ren is at that point that he is not force aware enough to stop the shot. Yeah. He just killed his father. Oh, and he even says, thank you for this. You know, that I was kind of teetering between light and dark, but you had just helped me seal my fate with the dark side. Cause I just killed my father. There's nothing more evil than that. Right. Yeah. And the, and the cutaway as so hands falling, you know, when yeah. it cuts yeah. to Leah, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, that was pretty hard. Was like, when Leia that just, was because she yeah, felt Leia like, has to sit down. It was just like shit because you got to remember Leia's force sensitive, too. Yeah. So she's just kind of like, oh, you know, she, like, felt she felt Han go. He, she felt him die. And of course, Ray and Finn are freaking out, too. And all of a sudden they're blasting stormtroopers. And then I was like, this reminds me of Luke when he's like, no. When Ben got right, killed, right. and then I started thinking about it. Holy shit! Of course, Han d- had to die all along because yeah. uh, in A New Hope, Ben dies. And then, if you think about it, the wise 
older father figure in the Phantom Menace is Qui-Gon Jinn. He dies. The wise older father figure, Obi-Wan Kenobi, to Luke Skywalker dies. Of mm-hmm. course, Han Solo, the father figure to Rey, dies. Yes. Right? Because he is a father figure to her. It's- well, even even uh, um, Kylo Ren says to her in the interrogation, he's like, oh, the father you never had, you'd be disappointed. Yeah. And so that... God, we... Oh, my God. <laughs> and then they escape into the snow. And by the way, Chewie's just like, F this. He sets off the bomb. You don't even know if Chewie just died or not. Yeah. Because he just took him out, right? Took out the whole place. Chewie was, Chewie was in fury mode. Yeah. He was in Wookiee roar mode. <laughs> yeah. Wookiee rage. I just wanted to see him take a stormtrooper and hurl him into the <laughs> abyss, you know? Because as we know, he can do... But uh, when, first of all, uh, Finn, he's pissed. And, of course, Ray is, too. But when Kylo Ren, uh, you know. When things start blowing up, then they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Poe Dameron's like, hey, we got an opening. Let's do it. You know. And uh, so is. uh, um, Shit. Why can't I remember his name? (laughs) (laughs) J.J. Abrams' best friend. Yeah. Greg, Greg Grumberg. Greg, Greg Grumberg. Uh, he somehow lives through this, doesn't he? And you know what? Yeah. I actually read that he is whoever the character is in Chuck Wendig's uh, novel, or uh, you know the the oh, okay. in Star Wars Aftermath, whatever character he is is a boy in that book. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Is yeah. what I read. So no, I thought it was. Um, you said his name earlier. Um, Poe Dameron. No. Oh. Um, from the first movie. Uh, Wedge Antilles? Yeah. No, Wedge. he's he's in that book, but no, there's a little boy that's in that book. I thought they said it was Wedge's son. I don't I don't think it is. It's like something Lux or I don't know. I can't remember his name. But uh I thought it was Lux Antilles. Uh, no, no, no. I, I just thought I read just this. give me a I chance mean, to I look it up. Wrong. I will look it up. Uh, Bill, look up uh, Greg Grimberg in Star Wars. But okay. anyway, <laughs> we'll get the we're gonna see the movie like ten times, and then we'll know all these names, man. Right? Am I right? Yeah. We're gonna Easily. know the name of all the we'll creatures in that effing cantina. <laughs> but right now, you know, I don't know. But okay, so they go into the snowy. By the way, don't think I didn't notice that we did not see the scene from the trailer of Kylo Ren igniting his saber. Nope. We didn't see that, but I have a feeling it was in that scene as he yeah, stalks yeah, it up. Yeah, certainly was. He stalks up on uh, Finn and Ray, and you just hear his saber, like, crackling, and he's waiting for them. But, uh, Bill, just tell me about this scene. What did you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was really well done in the way that uh, Finn ch- charges him, and we get that little... Just that haphazard oh, fight, and it w- but, for, he takes out Ray first by slamming her against the tree and knocks yeah. her out. But I loved—I think the thing I loved the most is how he kept beating on his chest at that spot where and Chewie shot him. Yeah, so he, he doesn't have that 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 ability in the Force yet to kind of defeat pain. He's like feeding on it. Yeah. And just the way he kept just pounding on his chest, I thought that like was the perfect punctuation to just his uh, his rabid quality. Yeah, he was fighting through it, and I like the even uh, Ray and Finn see the blood dripping on the snow. I love the fact that Finn is just 
with all of his fury, he's trying to. Uh, did you get the feeling that Kylo was toying with him? Because absolutely, he could take him down immediately, couldn't he? Yeah, he was totally screwing with him. He was almost amused at him. Just kind yeah, of like and then, to the point where that final that final shot against him, where he just kind of slashes his back open. Yeah, was it was like I'm not even going to bother killing you. I just want to hurt you. Yeah, and well, he Finn does get a good shot on his shoulder at that point, doesn't he? Just kind of a yeah. just kind of yeah. swinging at him. And again, because because uh, Rilo is just underestimating him. Yeah, and you notice when he sees the uh, saber, he knows whose it is, and he goes, "That's mine." Yes, that belongs to me. That belongs to me. Do you think he knows it's his grandfather's? He definitely knows it's his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, he's like, hey, I collect those things. <laughs> I almost wondered that how much of that stuff he had of Darth Vader's or he just had that. Because did he have to go to Endor, Bill, and dig that up? Yeah, he would have had to have. Wow, that's awesome. I want to see that deleted scene where he goes and he's... You know, kills some Ewoks. <laughs> He's like, what? kills Wicket's grandchildren. Yub nub. Yub nub. Yeah, that was, that'd be bad. Yeah, so he tries to get the lightsaber. Ugh, I hate the Ewoks. And it flies past his head. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. After he takes Finn down, and then you see him, he's like, why isn't it coming to me? You know? Oh, how great was that? Scene? And that just the cheer that broke out in the theater whenever it ends up ends up in Ray's hand. Oh, I know. And is this when she seizes her destiny, Bill? Yes, this is the <laughs> destiny seizing moment. <laughs> this oh, awesome fight in the snow. You can hear the crackling of the snowflakes on the blades, the way they're just slicing through the trees. It's just this like this mayhem uh of just the sheer force of will of Ray and her inexperience and the anger of of Kylo Ren and it just it was the it was the perfect it was it was the the lightsaber battle we had been waiting for since 1983 oh i know just the the the, the amount invested in this you know that that Ray sees sees Ben is this monster. She and calls him that. Yeah. And he, as they're going and they're in, 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 in Ben, I, I just want to call him Ben now from this moment forward. Right. Finally realizes he knows how strong she is in the force, but then he tries that, that, that move that join me. Let me, you need yeah. a teacher. Let me yeah. be your teacher. Yeah. And she realizes what's going on, closes her eyes, and finally gets to fight back. And then uses his own blade against him, those hilts that come out. Oh, I know. And oh, it just, it, and then as they finally, they get, she gets that, that final shot where it just drags across his chest and up his face and creates that new deformity yes that that kind of that mark that he's now going to have uh and the then the 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 divide 
and that that creation, that separation of light and dark. Well, when and, they cross, cross sabers, Bill, and she kind of goes into her little trance mode. Yeah, I was wondering, like, if was she just listening to the force there? Yeah, I th- she well, I think she was. That was her only option. She had to dig deep and finally kind of learn what she had because she wasn't going to survive that. He was overpowering Oh, her. and by the way, everything's falling apart around them because they've blown the uh, weapon. Yeah. So you've got this constant, this, this constant division happening across the ground, and it finally creates that ma- – after they you know, go through their little tussle, it finally creates that divide and that wide shot of that chasm between them to kind of just represent what it now is. And uh, she runs back and finds Finn, and then Chewie finds them. And it's like, oh, so Chewie made it out. Thank God. And they get to they get to go off. Uh, that was that was just uh, the exhilaration from that to finally see a, a fight like that. The state oh, where the stakes matter. And there's so much emotion in it. Where the emotion of what just happened to Han Solo is there's so much. We as an audience, we're so conflicted emotionally. I don't know about you. But the way I feel about Ben or Kylo Ren right now, eh, I none of that forgiveness for me, okay? No, you, I, you hate him. You see him for the monster that he is, you just for, the, for the petulant Han child Solo. who just murdered his father to make himself feel better. Yeah, I'm not thinking about saving this guy from the dark side <laughs> right now, you know? Yeah, the, the last thing on our mind is redemption yeah, of like, this. Hey, is this, this guy going to redeem himself? Rat. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, Anakin redeeming himself is like, yeah, you killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of younglings. There's a lot of forgiveness. <laughs> we're like, guys, it was just the dark side. He didn't mean that. Come on. <laughs> and I love that whole that internet meme of, here, this was your father. He killed. 30 he killed thirty children, children with it. Yeah. <laughs> Because I talked about that for years. Like, here's your father's murder weapon. He <laughs> slaughtered people with this. He killed, he killed Obi-Wan Kenobi with this, guys. Here you go, you know. But, yeah, that saber fight was he like... killed your name. There was emotional gravitas to that, Bill. Yeah, there it, was. It, it was, was that entire... And I loved... I, it just as, like, the little moments of it, like, whenever they're, they're in that huge grip of the the battle and she's got his blade down into the snow and just that steam shooting up from the ground and i couldn't have even imagined a better scene for that fight oh i know it was perfect the oh my god it was perfect it really was. It wasn't like, well, you know what they could have done here. I didn't have any of those. No. Things. Like, uh, you know, okay. When you, th- I don't want to talk about the prequels. <laughs> stop, Jason. Yeah, stop. just stop. Yeah, just stop. But how great was the explosion of the planet, though? Yeah. Yeah, and I loved how it fell in on itself. It wasn't like a Death Star explosion. It was the sun reclaiming itself. You know, it had sucked the sun out of the sky. And it didn't like explode. It just the entire the entire planet caved in on itself to let the sun reabsorb all that matter, 
so that it could basically rebirth itself. And you know what I didn't think about till later when I was just kind of thinking about it is Kylo Ren up to this point, he's kind of been like uh, his training, right? His uh, yeah. When Snoke says, bring me, bring me Kylo Ren, he's ready because he felt when he d- killed his father, didn't he? Yeah. He's like, okay, this guy's ready. You know, yeah. you kill your I dad. can work with this. Yeah, I can work with this. <laughs> but how effed up is he going to be from the planet and stuff? Did they get him in time? Is he going to have more kind of like pieces burns. and disfigurement? We already know his face is jacked up. But uh, is he going to have any kind of breathing apparatus, Bill? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But when we get to see R2 like come to life, I don't know about you, but I needed that badly. Uh, oh, I think we all did. We were all mourning still, and the whole when Ray, I uh, when Ray goes up and hugs Leia, you know, because she already knows. Yeah, it was kind of like I felt like I needed a hug too. Like I need a hug too. <laughs> oh more. yeah, I started crying again, and I almost kind of wanted Chewie to go up and just put his hand on her shoulder, you know. But I have a feeling Chewie was like, "No, I I need." Well, to there was alone. that shot of Chewie just sitting there. Yeah. Like, it, you know, with his head down and, like, just, like, I can't believe what I just saw. He's going to be messed up for a while, is he? He just yeah. lost his lifelong mate, you yeah. know? The man that, you know, he he served his life debt for. Oh, my God. And then, you know, when R2 comes to life, that's fantastic, Bo. But, you know, R2! Woohoo! You know? And I he, missed you, old friend. Yeah. And, you know, he does the... You know, kind of sound or whatever. Uh, but when he has finished the map, and mm-hmm. then BB-8, you know, you know, uh, Poe gives him the, the piece, piece, and then he, it's a little puzzle piece that fits in, and they're like, they know where Luke is now. And Bill is Luke. He's a, like some ancient Jedi temple, right? Yeah, he's at the first, the first Jedi temple. And by the way, when Kylo Ren was reading Ray's mind, he goes, "I see it, the island, the body of water." Is it just a place you imagine or something like that? You know, that's mm-hmm. where Luke is, that she's, yeah. she can see it through the force. Right. Yeah. And so I love, first of all, I love that now she captains the millennium Falcon with Chewie. I thought that was pretty fantastic. I love the look that Chewie gave her yeah. like this, this approval, like you're okay, kid. And also poor Finn, he's unconscious the whole time. He looked dead at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's he's obviously wrapped in back to salve or something. Yeah, they're gonna throw him in the back to tank for. A I, while. I was I was God. I hoped he was in a he was gonna be in a back to tank. Oh, I want episode eight to show him in a back to tank, right? <laughs> and by the way, can I just say how much I immediately loved these characters? I had no problem yeah. with accepting them right away. You know, I'm totally invested in them. And you see how they? Uh, I love the way Ray and. Uh, and Finn had a rapport right away. And it wasn't yeah. like, like we love each other. It was just like, we care about each other. We're lifelong friends. We're going to help each other kind of the thing. It was almost like a brother-sisterly sibling mm-hmm. kind of Yeah, uh, it was genuine. Bond, yeah. And so she's like, I will, I will see you again. And she leaves in the Falcon. And there's, I love that the movie didn't just end there. It, we got the trip to the Jedi Temple and her climbing the steps 
And I felt again, I need this. I got to see Luke. If we don't get to see Luke, hey, I know he was in this movie. Show me Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when he finally turns around and you see Luke, I was like, yes. And everyone yeah, the whole you. theater burst yeah! into And I was waiting for him to say something like, uh, uh, it, I don't know what. I don't know what I he was I think saying. that was the smartest choice that J.J. could have made was not have him say a word. Just drop the hood. Give that look of of pain. You could see the pain in his face. He knew what happened. He felt it all. Uh, that's why he was standing there. He knew she was on his on her way. He knows who she is, and all he can do is look. And that you know, and she extends the lightsaber out yeah. to him, and we get that wide shot, and that's it. I was waiting for him to say that is that is now yours or keep it or something, but yeah, I, I thought he would be like, "I've been waiting for you." No, yeah. that would have been cliche. Yeah, well, I'm just saying have. to to some extent, what not those words, but but also part of me wondered like when Ray is cross sabers and she's there right of the precipice and she closes her eyes and she hears something. I was like, "Is Luke talking to her right now?" Yeah. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Did that cross your mind at all? Yeah, absolutely. I could almost hear him say, let go. Let the force flow through you or something yeah. like that. I could totally. But if we would have heard Luke's voice, no. If we would have heard Luke's voice, we probably would have lost our shit, wouldn't we? Like we him? probably would have, but it wouldn't have been the right choice. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't make any sense for us to hear Luke all of a sudden. It would make sense for I... her to hear it uh, and us not, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we won't know that till episode eight because and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I I couldn't move. Like I was just I was stuck in my seat. Like, holy shit! Wow. The first thing that okay. happened when that movie ended is Emma gave me a big tight hug and she said, "Thank you." Thank you so much. And I said, thank Aww. me for what? She goes, for bringing me to this movie. Aww. And uh, it was amazing. And she loved it. Oh, she absolutely loved it. And it was amazing. Heather loved it. Everybody loved it. Right? Didn't yes. we? My dad was like, I want a picture with my sons. You know? and we took- Aww. Yeah. It was, I was glad we got this. I got to see it with my dad, too. And Oh, it was, wow. It was everything we wanted it to be. It felt like a Star Wars movie again. And yes, yeah. I was still bummed out. And I I was mourning Han the rest of the night. Were you too? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. My heart ached the whole night. And then the next morning, whenever I went to see it again, it was almost like I had to see, did that really happen? And, you know, I think the, th- the thing that I'm, I missed, I had to leave and pee the first time around. I missed that entire scene with the, with the doctor working on Chewie being like, oh, you're so brave. Oh, you're, you know, really? You're like, so, yeah, I missed that the first go round. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's why you go to it multiple showings, right? <laughs> yeah. All, all I knew is like uh, – I was like, I've got to, I'm going to go pee before the movie starts. Cause I am not getting up during this movie. Damn it. I knew I wasn't. I, I can't movie. not get up for some reason. It's just the way my system works now. Um, it's very, very difficult for me not to have to get up midway through a movie to pee. Yeah. What I didn't like, ah! but I, I even had to do good. it during guardians of the galaxy. And I remember the first time we went to see guardians of the galaxy, I had too much sugar. I like, got from that Wonka machine and ate too much sugar and got sick like partway through it whenever we went into the uh, the prison 
I remember having to get up and leave, and you're like, where are you going? I, I remember being on, where is Bill? He's missing <laughs> Yeah, I'm missing it. I think you missed the whole prison break scene. I did miss the whole prison break scene the first time. And it was like, you know what? We're going to go see it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. You know, like, hey, I'm going to go see it. So is there anything that you missed the first time that you caught the second viewing? Because I haven't uh, seen just, it twice. Just the little things, like the guys from the raid, uh, the ball, the, the uh, you know, the droid ball that yeah, Finn oh, had. What do they call it? A remote, droid remote or something? Yeah. You know, just, just little things here and there. But, you know, you're so enamored with everything going on that you kind of pick up on most of it. Yeah. I loved all the callbacks and stuff or whatever. I didn't actually think there were that many to tell you. There the truth. weren't that many. There was just enough for us to be like, ah, you know, the mention of a garbage compactor. Yes. Like, is there, like, do you have a yes, garbage compactor? Garbage compactor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows any kind of, I mean, this is the first order, but it's Imperial design. The Star Destroyer looks the same, right? Their uniforms yeah. are similar. And there's got to be a garbage disposal <laughs> on board here. <laughs> Oh my god, what else is there to say? But uh, yeah. you know, other than just being I was so happy afterwards like that I had finally seen a Star Wars movie. Yeah, like, I did. That's all I, that's all I could say was I was like, you know, finally, thank you JJ. And okay, let me the one thing I was thinking about because naturally uh sometimes you're like, okay, did I miss something here? Did I miss something there? And and you talked about it earlier is that R2 is in uh is processing mode. He's yeah. trying to find Luke or whatever. And that's what I was thinking about a long time. <laughs> like when when R2 miraculously comes alive, why is that? And it's because he finally found Luke, right? Or at least Yeah, he, he finally completed the map. He finally completed the map. And that's one thing I needed. And the reason they send Ray is because obviously she's force sensitive. And mm-hmm. she's going to be Luke's new... She's basically their new hope, right? Yeah, they send Ray, R2, and Chewie. Yeah. She's the new Luke. Yeah, she's the new Luke, basically. I mean, Snoke isn't going away. <laughs> and God, time. I can't wait to get the whole story on Snoke. Yeah, and immediately I started thinking is, all right, episode eight. They got me. Can't wait. <laughs> and... uh I was thinking about Ryan Johnson. He, I think he's a very good, strong director. I, you know, you think about okay, it's no longer JJ is still an acting producer and consultant on this, obviously, and he's already read Ryan Johnson's script and even said that it's amazing, which I trust him with. And uh, I, I just anybody who's worried about how they're gonna ha- they're gonna handle the films. Irvin Kirshner did The Empire Strikes Back, okay? Mm-hmm. Richard Marquand did Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> if you're going, what's your point, Jason? It's just that those guys did, I mean, I know some people, I have no problem with The Return of the Jedi. Sure, yeah, the Ewoks were a marketing tool to sell toys, right? Okay. Pretty much. But I had no yeah. problem with the Ewoks when I uh First saw. Oh, the- everything is going to be fine. I yeah. the only thing that I I just think that JJ is such a talented filmmaker. Uh, he he knew the material. He knows the material. But you know what's so great about Ryan Johnson and um, uh, Colin Trevorrow 
is that these guys also know the material quite quite well, and J.J.'s going to be there. And those guys have started with small films and worked their way up. Like, exactly. Uh, I enjoyed Looper, and I think it's a, a pretty cool realized world. I had some problems with it. But it's it has to do with Joseph Gordon-Levitt having makeup that looked like Bruce Willis. Yeah. I think we all had problems with that. Yeah. But he's a very clever writer. And just uh, watch Brick. I, I think yeah. that's a really good movie. Yeah. And he's got talent. And I'm not worried at all. I really no, not. I'm not worried at all. No problem. And uh, would, I, would I rather have episode eight next Christmas instead of Rogue One? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be weird going back in time with Rogue One, isn't it? But it is. As long as we see badass uh, X-wings and um, you know Tie Fighter stuff, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it will. How great would it be that whoever Max von Sydow is, his younger character is in Rogue One, and they're yeah, like, I, well, they're going to have to flesh that out. Yeah, we, I got to know who he is. Uh, you know, I kept thinking, who is that guy? But uh, okay, guys, that was our big Force Awakens talk. <laughs> yeah, how amazing was that? But you know what, guys, we haven't heard everyone's thoughts on the Force Awakens. Let's check out what Adam Sexton had to say, all right? All right, Adam. Let's check it out. Game on. Hey, Entertainment Landfill crew. Adam Sexton here, and holy shit. I just saw The Force Awakens. It's been about an hour since I walked out of the Cineplex as I'm recording this, and I'm still in that elated days when you see that kind of film that just works you over as cinema can often do most of the reactions i've seen are positive from both friends and trusted critics and the negative remarks have been few the most common of the latter i've seen have been oh it just recycles plot elements of previous films nothing new to see here move along people move along and while no one movie is going to work for everyone I just can't figure out why these people watch movies in the first place. You're going to downgrade a film just because you like to play spot the precursor. What the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) The movie made me feel like a kid again. The world's felt alive and tangible. Situations were in disarray, but there was always the promise of, of hope and justice. Characters felt fleshed out and interesting. And they had goals and wants, and not once did the script take them for granted by having them act stupidly or unreasonable. That, that That's the power of this movie. The emphasis on character and how that's the foundation that drives everything. I cared. And all the spectacle that they could muster with their hard work and their budget wouldn't matter if we didn't care. So, yes, the plot may not stand up to close scrutiny. The film may just be that transitional entry where the torch get passed from one generation to the other and the real meat of this next trilogy has yet to arrive. Fine. But I honestly walked away happy. I knew it in my heart that the filmmakers made the right choices. Instead of thinking, eh, maybe the next one will be better, I'm thinking... Holy shit, the next one could be better? Yeah. That's yeah. what we want. And the I wait for the will. next one will feel even more excruciatingly longer than the wait for this one. 
I loved the the new characters. Seeing the old crew was a thrill. And I'm a big fan of the Raid films, and I smiled so damned big when three of the principal actors uh, from those films showed up. And, oh my god, just so many moments, like BB-8 giving the thumbs up, or the (laughs) moment when we're reminded that it's not wise to upset a Wookiee. That long tracking shot of uh, Poe taking down TIE Fighter after Stormtrooper after TIE Fighter after Stormtrooper, the the hilarious Jedi mind trick moment and that emotionally charged final lightsaber showdown when Luke's lightsaber is force pulled and it doesn't reach the intended recipient. I just, I just wanted to stand up and applaud and, but I didn't want to make an ass out of myself. Uh, (laughs) And when that gut punch moment hit and you know what I'm talking about, man, did it hit. Uh-huh. So bottom line, I cared. And that's all The Force Awakens needed to do. And holy shit, they knocked it right out of the park. So anyway, uh, I will be in the <laughs> chat room tonight. I'm looking forward to listening in and hearing what you guys have to say about this movie and about any other thing. Uh, I am pleased to announce that Adam Howard and I will be recording another episode for my podcast tomorrow evening. I will awesome. try to get it out before uh, uh, Christmas comes along, and I can't wait to speak with him about whatever we're going to speak about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If this is the last episode for the holidays, I want to extend to you, Jason, Stephen, and Bill, and your families and your loved ones and the rest of the ETL community. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I love you all. Check you later. Bye. Thanks, Adam. That was awesome. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and to your family. And I guarantee if we would have recorded the show right after the movie, I would have sounded just as emotional as you did. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Me too. We got to take some time off before the show. But yeah, I was a mess. I, but yeah, they knocked it out of the park and I'm pleased. I mean, uh, I kind of, before the movie even happened, I was like, am I going to be like the Phantom Menace where I like it? Then later I'm going to be like, and I don't know. I let the movie come to me. I was super, you know, I tried to even out and not be too hyped up that day though. I got really excited and, but you just kind of sit there and you're like, I'm watching a star Wars movie Mm -hmm. and it felt like it, it felt like it could be paired with the original trilogy. You made a comment to me about wanting the film to be the sort of film that you would want to watch over and over again. Yes. And it is. I said, I don't want this film to be good. I want it to be great. And I want to still be watching it 10 years from now. (laughs) I, you know, to be honest with you, the star Trek movies, I've seen them and I liked them. I have no desire to watch them again, you know, but I want a star Wars film and for it to be a star Wars film that, like the original trilogy, how many times have you watched the original trilogy? God, so many times. Tens of dozens. This movie has to be that watchable. And I love that there's a moment, like all great films have, where a tragic moment happens that we will dread getting up to, you know? Like, yep. Oh, no, no, no. This is this the part. Is the oh, Here crap. I mean, because you, you and knew that was the moment they start setting those charges. Yeah, and when I when it's coming up time for Ben to die, I get bummed out. Like, uh, yeah, and it's like Ben, why do you just give up like that, dude? 
He just does, whoa. And then where did you fall through a trap door? What happened to your body? You know, mm. he immediately joined the forest, didn't he, Bill? Yep. Or he fell through a trap he was door. so old. He just I remember, vaporized. I remember talking about that as a little kid with friends. Like, yeah, he there was a trap door and he just falls through and then his clothes fall down. And I'm like, what, is he naked underneath there? That's like I always coming. had a theory that Ben was already gone and that he was a corporeal force being. <laughs> that, that the moment... You know, he actually disappeared in the forest before Vader could even bring his lightsaber through him. The best part of that whole scene is when Vader starts kicking his robe like, dude, is he gone? Where, what happened to him? Yeah, what the hell happened? you see a tiny Ben runner. Dude, it's like Ant-Man. <laughs> Holy shit. He like shrinks down. He's running away. And by the way, he's, he's totally naked. <laughs> Little naked Alec Guinness running like, around. Stop him. Oh, wait, he hopped into the circuitry. We'll never find him now. He's running around the Death Star somewhere through little pipes and stuff. But he's uh, gone quantum. All of a sudden, you see him. He's riding on an ant with a saddle. It's like, oh, this is where Marvel got the idea from. By the way, that's my. Uh, what about alter- the mouse droid? <laughs> yeah, he's riding on a mouse droid. <laughs> uh, that's our fan fiction. Of ben actually didn't die in the new Hope You Guys. <laughs> It's actually a holographic projection to Luke. He's not a ghost. Ah, but yeah, seriously, that's why I love Star Wars. We get emotional about this stuff. It is our religion, if you think about it. Yeah, this means more. This means more to me than any other franchise. Seriously, absolutely. I got emotional about it, and I was getting very worked up before the film. And it was great having Emma there and wrap her arms around me when it ended. And I'll never forget that. This was her first ever theatrical Star Wars experience. And I'm I'm happy that it was as great as it was. And by the way, guys, Star Wars is never going away now. It's going to be... No, it's the- not. Disney is going to milk it. Rogue One next. Episode 8. Han Solo one shot. Episode 9. Uh, uh, Jack Porkins story (laughs) it's gonna be amazing bill god i can't wait for the porkin story (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it with the tragic ending we know what's gonna happen to porkins why are we watching this it's gonna be heartbreaking but uh guys thank you so much for listening to the show we've been going over for over three hours we got to end it eventually but i hope please tell me you didn't listen to this show without seeing star wars (laughs) break my heart but I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, I guess we should go now, right, guys? Yeah, I think this uh, is it. There's nothing else to uh, do, right? We've done there's, it all. there's no traditions we do on Christmas episodes, is there, Bill? Nope, none. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yep, I'm positive. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, Foggy's got something he wants us to hear first. Oh, no! I'm taking my headphones off. (laughs) No, Bill, you have to sit through this. You must endure this. Oh, holy nights. Stars are brightly shining. This is the highlight of our Christmas. You're as evil as Kylo Ren. (laughs) Of our dear My journey to the dark side will be complete after this song is over. (laughs) 
until he appears. I don't know what's worse, the singing or the John Tesh esque orchestration. <laughs> it's worth yeah. a thrill of hope. The way we were rejoicing for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you to all of our patrons. Go to nimpodcast.blogspot.com. Send us a voicemail or email. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye, Bill. Bye, Stephen. Bye, Bill. Bye, guys.
conversation anyway. Now this is podcasting.